0: can you be quiet please thank you
1: welcome to pirate radio live
0: sustained effort and violence i don't care about the weather i can't control the weather don't want to talk about the weather do we not agree
1: it could be a total goat rodeo
0: was that supposed to be funny
1: cool neat story
2: a fat fat stinky kind of dude That someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio
3: personality. (laughs) Dominating the East Coast. He deaf, looks fat and stinky.
1: Oh. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock.
3: All righty, a beautiful day in Eastern North Carolina, and a lovely day to talk sports with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. You can find us today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930, also online, pr927fm.com. Make sure you like the Pirate Radio Facebook page, and you can watch us there each and every day on facebook live and also subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube watch this show the brian bailey show our ecu post game videos and other goodies uh, can be found on youtube at pirate radio tv you can chime in with your questions comments thoughts and we will interact with you on today's program we got some guests coming up on the way including uh, around thirty minutes from now we will talk to Audrey LeClaire, daughter of Keith LeClaire. It is the Keith LeClaire Classic going on this weekend in Greenville, North Carolina. Audrey and the family will be here excited for some pirate baseball, and we'll talk about that. Uh some memories of her father, some of her favorite pirates from over the years, and uh looking forward to, to talking to Audrey LeClaire coming up in uh, about 30 minutes, as she will join us right here on the program. At 4 o'clock, we'll talk all things ECU baseball, basketball, football, and more with Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors. He'll join us in the Pirate Radio studios. And at 5 o'clock, we'll be joined in studio by Touchdown Tony Collins, and we'll also head out to the Pirate Radio live line and talk to Mike Mullis. Uh, Talk a little baseball, talk a little golf, uh, and more with Mully and touchdown Tony Collins coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Also, uh, we have Troy D. alongside to kick off today's program. Hello, Troy. No, no, yeah, yeah.
4: That was my Coach Mullis impersonation. No, yeah, no,
3: no yeah. No, no, yeah,
4: yeah. I can't tell if he's a no or a yeah. I've realized, i talked to Chandler about this. No, no, yeah is a yes. No, no is a no. All Just right. So take that into account this I'll remember that in the later, 5 yeah, o'clock yeah. hour. No, 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 yeah. Okay no yeah
3: (laughs) how are you good to
4: see you clip how are you buddy i'm in a great mood you know why why let me show you one picture right here oh man what does that say
3: 90 degrees
4: yes in the two o'clock hour this was in the pirate radio truck 90 degrees this wasn't the thermostat on the you know ac deal this was the outside temperature at least according to the truck a smoker and i don't care if it's off by a few degrees that's close it's great enough for me that's a this, uh this is a some almost dare i say a summer like day yeah
3: in early march welcome to march yes welcome to spring welcome to summer all at the same time
4: and uh this saturday night guess what clip what i do believe we will be one week away one week away all right from the time change okay from sunsets <clears throat> after 7 p.m so we're almost at your one week warning
3: Almost there, I am folks. fired
4: up, so it's uh, It's getting close now. I can really see it and uh, really put me in a much better mood. Happy to hear that.
3: Thank you. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and Content Junkie Schaefer also uh, producing today's program. Uh, how did the t-shirt sales go at UBE today? Man, also putting me in a great mood. First of all, big thank you
4: to our entire team. Everybody played a role in this uh, it was we, we had a full court press on this deal, so our entire staff, from interns to ownership, was a part of this deal. And uh, thank our friends at UBE for hosting us, for letting us be there. We officially so in like we were there from eleven to two. We sold out of all the tie dye, jungle vibe only shirts, all the uh, dry fit. We did a few extra long sleeve just to throw it out there, a little bit different. Uh, we have a couple remaining of those. We may uh, let UBE have those for the weekend, potentially, for folks that might have missed it. But thanks to the generosity of the Pirate Nation, not only do they get a great-looking T-shirt for $10, uh, we are able to cut a check, and we've raised money for the fight against ALS and Mustache Marches uh, effort by ECU Baseball. We will join that effort with them, and we'll present a check to uh, Coach Cliff Godwin later on this month for $1,500 clip as we have sold out of the shirts. And uh, awesome. we're very excited about that. Once again, thanks to everybody that came out. I apologize to those of you that had a work that could not come out or live out of the market. It is hard to be all things to all people when we do a quick fundraiser like this. The goal was just to raise some money, do a fun promotion, do a cool shirt. Um, I'm not saying that we won't do these again, but uh, this was the opportunity that we had to be there to do it where we were fully staffed up and uh, it evidently worked out great. So once again, thanks to everybody that came, was able to come out. Thanks to our entire staff that was able to be a part of it. And um, it was fantastic so and, uh, glenn got some great videos of this and some pictures that we have up online if you missed it and uh we were very six another huge successful
3: event for us chandler honeycutt you were a part of it you're also modeling the shirt once again today
2: yeah it was a great day at ube and uh great to see all of pirate nation come out and get the get the t-shirts today and help uh the fight against the als and uh, a lot of people coming up to the table today with the laundry list uh a lot of people getting orders for for people that couldn't be there. they got creative like if you can't
4: be there they sent friends yeah so we didn't put a limit on it this time so we had some people buy 10 you know
2: several people i would say what can we get for you hold on let me look uh i got got a list so uh but yeah uh, it was a successful day selling t-shirts over at ub
3: Good deal. Uh should see a lot of those coming up this weekend at Clark-Leclair Stadium as the Pirates will play home games Friday, Saturday, Sunday against Indiana State, Michigan, and Maryland.
4: And a uh, big game Saturday against Michigan with Backage back in town. So that'll be... Uh,
3: Backage, Snobble. Well, yeah, you're program. right. It's
4: like a reunion
3: yeah. uh, of the... what? When was that?
4: Like... Let's say
3: late '90s. Cliff guys. Godwin said uh, so a couple of his best friends will be in town, and they will be coaching against Cliff.
4: Plus, Godwin. this this is a great this is a house divided game for me. As you 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 might know, Cliff, my sister went to Michigan. You've probably heard me talk about that before. I knew we were playing them in football coming up. I believe next year. I think we open up or the following year. It's either yeah, next year 2023. or twenty twenty three. Yeah. Uh, but how about uh, baseball? So if we could get them Saturday. And then we can follow it up with a win in the big house. I could beat 2-0 <laughs> against my sister. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's start with this weekend. Let's start with this weekend first. So I was going to – I'm really hoping they can beat them this weekend so I can take a picture of the scoreboard and then send uh, send a taunting message to my sister. I'm sure. Has, who, who will be on pins and needles wondering yeah. what the outcome of this baseball game
3: is. That'll really there. break <laughs> her up if East Carolina beats <laughs> Michigan in baseball. It's like they played? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh be careful but she might well Juwan that's the good Ho- news
4: i'm not telling i'm not saying anything beforehand so in case we do
3: lose she won't even know the game happened she probably. might jawan howard you joy d <laughs> if you're not careful so she is open a, hand to the face she is a michigan woman uh you'll also as uh, as josh points out i was going to get to this uh when you accessorize your awesome new pirate radio jungle vibes only shirt You might see people wearing a purple cowboy hat. I
4: I love this, and I I hate that I had to move my time. I wasn't here with you when Zach was on, but I heard him talk about that. I think that's, you know, nothing against the birdhouse thing, but I feel like this team needs to have their own identity, and the birdhouse was really last year's team, the traffic cone. I love this cowboy hat thing they're doing, and I love the idea. What did Agnes say? Let's do a purple cowboy hat. Yeah, a purple
3: bedazzled cowboy hat. I
4: think that is fantastic. What a great idea to take an idea that was cool like the birdhouse but customize it for this team and then customize it again where it's just not any cowboy hat but a purple bedazzled cowboy hat. And then you are I think you're going to see a lot of fans starting to wear purple cowboy hats. And this is going to become this year's thing.
2: Yeah, well, it started with him having his own cowboy hat in the dugout. And I think he got tired of people touching it. And I think he said somebody dented it uh, in this past weekend i think on sunday against carolina so he was like hey how about we get something different that everybody can like touch and share yeah don't touch my hat let's get, get one, one for the one team, for the team. So i love it i think it's great He's i think that's, very that's, specific in what he wants think you're
4: gonna too. see that roll out this weekend
3: i've seen i think josh has one ready to go this is someone on twitter whose daughter got him a purple cowboy hat and it has led lights oh, around man. the brim you'll talk about that next is level?
4: Cool. <laughs> I mean, when, when you want to say bedazzled, that is and like that was who now? That's a modern day
3: bedazzling. This right is there. a Spooner on
4: uh, Twitter. <laughs> is that, that requires almost a battery pack somewhere. Yeah, I hope it can last. <laughs> or the is it solar? Weekend. Yeah, that's awesome though. So great, great job by uh, Agnos talking about that
3: publicly. I mean, it, it was on one radio. sentence. He mentioned it, and then it. But really that's how things happen. It's organic. Yeah. I yeah.
4: love stuff like that. It's not some fake thing. It just kind of happens, and fans take off with it, and there
3: you go there you go yeah. well
2: with you know with zach agnos's energy everybody's just going to follow suit because his energy is just you know so uh contagious do we not agree do we not agree
3: we all agree yes we do man uh so that's going to be uh awesome coming up this weekend and again we'll talk to audrey leclerc about uh her father keith Leclaire and the keith leclerc classic troy d as uh, you'll see a lot of twenty threes, a lot of the Leclerc family around this weekend.
4: One of the nicest guys I've ever had a chance to meet uh, for as a coach with ECU, Keith Claire I mean, just a class individual. There's a reason, you know. And, and listen, I, I know some people talk good about folks after they pass away or whatever. It, they don't talk good about Keith because he's not here. They talk about good about Keith because of who he was and how he lived his life. And uh, man, the guy was first class. And I'm just fortunate that I got a chance to interact with him as, as in my, when I was first getting started in this business clip, uh, because a lot of newer pirates only know him by name, right. or you know, have seen maybe videos of him or something, or hear about the you know as legend grows as time goes on. But I, I am firmly, firmly convinced if if he had not been stricken with ALS, that he would have led this this university to a college world series. I don't think there is any doubt about it. And really, he is the first guy. That made that the goal and the mission, and did it in a way where, hey, this isn't a joke. This isn't a pipe dream. We're going to do this. And this, his demeanor was calm. I mean, it was just, he was just a great leader, uh, and he just had a great way about him. Um, and you don't see that all the time in, in coaching. You know, there's a lot of different personalities in coaching, but man, he he was, was just a joy to be around.
3: Well, now he has his player leading the charge at East Carolina. Yeah so it is a very similar feel because cliff godwin has taken that torch and absolutely ran with it and has built the program on the the foundation that keith leclair laid so uh, it, it you know it, it kind of feels like it did twenty years ago, Troy D. With the way uh, Cliff Godwin runs this program now. Yeah,
4: I mean the legacy continues through Cliff. Very, very much so.
3: And uh, Pirates are coming into this game playing pretty well. They've knocked off two straight ACC opponents in North Carolina and Duke. Got Duke in the midweek twelve to two. So playing some pretty good baseball. Uh, Cliff Godwin uh, after Tuesday's game said it was the best game they had played so far this season. So you hope they carry that into the weekend.
4: You feel a lot better about this team right now today than you did when they were sitting at one of five you know that seems like a while ago so uh they've got some momentum as you said they knocked off two acc teams they got a two-game win streak coming in here if they can take care of business friday uh put together a three-game win streak and then what a huge matchup against michigan i mean and
3: you want to talk about a
4: really good baseball team
3: yeah great field uh coming up this weekend at the keith LeClair classic troy d we are one week away In fact, if East Carolina stays where they are and play in that 8-9 game, we will be wrapping up East Carolina's first-round conference tournament game at this time next week. Wow. it will be a 1 o'clock tip-off. Now, if they get into that 7-10 game, which they could do with a win against Wichita State and a Cincinnati loss to SMU, they would start that game at 3.30 next Thursday. So next Thursday, either way, we're going to have some Pirate postseason hoops. They have also won two games in a row.
4: Yes, and what an exciting time with March Madness creeping up on us. So, Man,
3: I've been watching a lot yeah. of college basketball, and night the night in, night out, it is wild. The, the brackets you, are going to be nuts. Do you this have the year?
4: CBS uh, March Madness theme? Kind of gets me fired up. I don't know if you
3: are got... we eligible to play hey, that know, on the I, show? I, well,
4: I guess we'll have to talk about that. Just now, like we are, and we care. We have the rights to the tournament, but sometimes YouTube, you know, doesn't understand what you have the rights for, and they like have weird rules and stuff. But if we talk over it. I don't, that's not that's like a uh, CBS. That's not like a copyrighted, traditional like Beatles song. That's just uh, theme music to CBS Sports.
3: Fair enough. Well, you let's, know? let's hear let it then.
4: fire up, Shirley. We'll we'll talk over it too, so it doesn't trigger anything. But uh, we have renewed our agreement with um, with CBS and Westwood One, so we'll be the home of the NCAA tournament for 2022 yet again. Clip Brock will carry all the games. First round to the Sweet 16, to the Final Four, to the National Championship. We're
3: starting with the first four, baby. You're right. Not just the first round. Yes. We got games
4: before the games. Yes, we'll have the first four to the Final Four. There you go. Uh, And everything in between. So we go, you know, and really on those that opening weekend, we go wall-to-wall coverage. It really goes from noon to midnight. And uh, it will actually, it's the only time we really do this. We preempt this program. Yeah, on Thursday and Friday, Friday, which I know you'll be crushed about. Uh, maybe we'll have you here still do live cut-ins.
3: <laughs> that, well, you say that. It's almost like Red Zone Radio. It is. It's very cool. During that first uh, two I, days. I
4: love the broadcast, the radio broadcast because it's the traditional... If you grew up, if you're a little bit older, you might remember they used to kind of go from game to game. Now, every game's on in its entirety on some channel. Yeah. So you get spoiled. It that wasn't like that before. It used to just be on CBS... And they'd only show one game at a time, but if that game got out of hand, they go to another game, then they go to another game, and they kind of bounce around. And that's kind of what they do on the radio now. They go from game to game on the radio, whatever, they, you know, they'll start with a main game, but then they'll go to the end of another game. It's really kind of cool. So
3: It is. And, folks, it's 2022. It, Can we not do the true TV jokes this year, or do we have to do them again? what's true tv never heard of it do i have it what channel is it just use your google Uh, oh you've been talking
4: to bryce williams again
3: (laughs) you know it's coming
4: (laughs) what channels tnt Uh, yeah bryce is a lost i will say this i know what true tv is i've flipped over before i have seen it on the tournament you know in past years if you were to give me a pop quiz and say what channel like if, if i'm still on you know call me old school well that's fine i'm still on sublink i couldn't tell you what channel it's on but i when it's time to find it You'll i can find i know how to find it
3: yeah yeah I, all i'm saying is we yeah. this is like the and seventh know, eighth ninth year it's right. been on i know it's going to be on
4: true tv tbs tnt or cbs those are basically your four options. those are right? the channels i don't yeah. know if they're putting it on comedy central again or any of these. don't other, believe so
3: yeah maybe so. nickelodeon will have yeah. a playoff game <laughs> But uh, we'll figure it out. We can do this together. But East Carolina
4: basketball, once again, Clip, finishing with a uh, guaranteed now regular season winning record if you haven't
3: been following that story. That is correct. So
4: in the first time, to- only the third time since how many years we were talking about on Monday?
3: I guess the third in the last 25, something like that.
4: Only three times in the last 25 years. Joe Dooley, lifetime contract?
3: <laughs> well... <laughs> The question is: Will Joe Dooley be back next year? Yeah. Will he get a con- any contract? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the question. Will he get an extension? I, he... I mean, what if
4: Dooley gets hot and like finishes the year strong, and then gets hot in the t- in the
3: in what the conference? If, what tournament? is hot?
4: What if he wins four games in the conference tournament?
3: If he goes to the tournament, yes, yes, he will get a contract. That was an then, easy answer. Then we've got to like there's yes. not an option. Obviously,
4: like, yeah. yes. If Joe Dooley. Takes East Carolina to the big dance. And it is possible, Clip. Don't say it's not possible. It is possible. I didn't plan to. I mean, what an incredible feat that would be, though. Yeah. It's not in, like on in the realm of impossibility is what I'm saying. They have had some big upsets. They've shown they can compete at times. No. If what, everybody's what big playing,
3: upsets have they had? Well... I mean, if we're going to talk about it, let's you think talk Memphis about it. this was a big deal. Uh, it wasn't a big upset. It was. Uh, a, uh, meh. Yeah. There's one. You're my basketball guy, you're like Debbie Downer. I thought you'd be all fired up. I'd rather just
4: speak in facts than just these. But this is the time you can have and that dream, that fantasy, that it could happen. It's still in front of us. It's still. You got to
3: speak it into existence. All right. Think it, speak it live it you want to add an upset to the resume round two of the tournament next friday let's knock off houston that'll be an upset yeah on the path to the big dance yeah uh anyway, the- i do get excited this time of year because it is just four
4: wins and if they could do that east carolina would be in the big dance for the first time
3: since
5: 1993 yep
3: It does not say. I'll buy the shirt this time. Exactly where the game will be shown next week. It says ESPN, ESPN two, or the U. So it will not be a plus or anything like that. You will be able to find it easily. Yeah. uh, The game next. No, it'll be on the ESPN app. Yeah.
4: So I mean, you'll be able to watch it for free. Is what you're saying? Yes. If you have any type of subscription. Actually, I do have
3: the answer to that. It'll be on ESPN U coming up next Thursday. Guaranteed. Guarantee. All right. That is a guarantee. If Tony Collins is coming on. It's guarantee day. I'm gonna guarantee that, which I shouldn't do because I'm looking at Wikipedia. Oh, which we know anybody oh. could put up information. Yeah,
4: Steve Hill might have put that just to fool you.
3: I've been had by the best. All right. So there you go. All right, uh Troy, what do you got going oh, on?
4: Oh, this whole thing? <laughs> this new thing, hey, Nice say.
3: shirt. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, Clip. Yeah. This is my actually
4: uh my coaching gear today. No. They've uh the uh, you probably didn't know. I wear many hats. Uh, Coach Troy D will be in effect today at Epps Middle School, helping out with the baseball team. This is our last practice before the season opener. They're a little short-handed with coaches today. They've had a, uh, they've had some conflicts, so they've only one of our coaches will be there. So they've asked, you know, some dads that they know are athletes that can get it done. So of course, you know, I was on the short list, and I told them, all right, I'll rearrange my schedule. That's why I'm on early with you today to go out and help the kids and show them how to get it done.
2: Well, say, say that again. What was today? It's, it's not a game. It's a what?
4: this is a practice you're
2: you're talking about practice
4: you're know the.
2: you talking about practice
4: Chandler Troy D you know what the D stands for dingers
2: you're talking about
4: practice I'm trying to get Ellerby to come out there because his kid's on the team too so they're teammates so like we're teammates here little little Dreyfus and little Ellerby are also teammates Mm -hmm. so I was like Jonathan I'm going to have you throw some BP to me and I'm going to show these kids how it's done now, Troy, once again, you never... He said, now, this would be some good content. For you never ones. played baseball. No, baseball is not my primary sport. That is true clip. I've made no bones about it. Yep. But being a natural athlete, I still understand and gravitate and have the ability to get it done. Man. And I, I think we should get the big dog out there to film us taking BP. I would
3: love to see you attempting to hit a baseball. Yeah.
4: So anyway, I'm just going to be out there helping the kids. And, you know, it's all about the kids. Cliff, it's not about me.
3: (laughs) Really? For the first time ever? But
4: doesn't
5: this
3: new swag look good thanks to our friends at University Sportswear? Yeah. You got a t-shirt. So yeah. Is that why they let you go out there? You brought some t-shirts for everybody? it did it did make the uh, kids very happy so we got we got a new practice gear this year all right so i believe the children of our yeah. future troy d so we'll, showing them we'll the way out,
4: if you're if you're driving by uh, the corner of 14th and elm in the next couple hours give us a honk when's the next but, game uh the game's monday So we had had a scrimmage yesterday against your old alum. A.G. Cox. Yeah, and let me tell you who is really good at middle school baseball. A.G. Cox. I'm going to give the Raiders a shout out. The Raiders. A.G. Cox has a very, very good uh, middle school baseball team. So good, I thought they had a few college players on their team. You call it a team, Troy. It's more of a program. It is a program. We laid, we laid the I foundation
3: like, in the 90s.
4: I know some really good players that are like backups on that team, okay? Like they were like the stars of Greenville Little League that aren't even starting there. Uh, they are impressive. Their, their starting pitcher was the size of Big Dog. And now, if you know Big Dog, he's a big guy. You know, I mean, he's tall. He's large. He's impressive. Was he's a, he's a full-grown man, is my point. Their pitcher looked like Big Dog, but had a little more hair.
3: Did he have a beard?
4: He did. He already had mustache marks going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's no way this kid's in eighth grade.
3: Yeah.
4: It was unbelievable. To Where do they feed them in Winterville? <laughs> <laughs> Someone said it looks like cheeseburgers come out of the uh, water fountain at, at AG Cox. Look,
3: we raised them big <laughs> down there. I, I was remember. like,
4: they are, but they're look, they're a good team. It's a good team to scrimmage against because you see how you are. You want to scrimmage against somebody that's good.
3: Yeah, you know, be the man. So, to so to we, beat the you know, man.
4: and they, we, our, our guys, you know, made some mistakes, but they they held up. But if they see. We're the Boreas, and I, I'll I'll give the Raiders a shout
3: out, man. They're they're really impressive. Troy D, I was not on the baseball team, however, I was a part of the program. I was what you like to call a manager. Were you? I was a manager. That's awesome, man. Set up the equipment. Yeah. More importantly, got all the gear. Got all the fitteds. I had yeah. the hats. I got to go to the games, ride the bus with my buddies that were on the team. It was a blast. So
4: Tyler, my son is is on the team, and I wanted his twin brother Bryce to be the man. I thought, man, you could be the manager. That'd be cool. It was and they, fun. And they already had. It was baseball was so popular this year at Epps. They already had a manager. Yeah, by the time he was ready to sign up, so had a blast. Yeah, that that is a, that's a cool role. I'm glad you know you were able to do that. Cool neat job. It is sixth and grade. It, and look, you get out of school early. Yeah. You get there are some benefits, man. You get all you get the, the perks and not have to worry you don't about have to striking out. Yeah,
3: right. It's not a bad gig. It's it's fantastic, and you are a part of the program. Six before I could play basketball in seventh grade. In sixth grade, twenty, I was the scorekeeper for basketball. I always found myself around the game. You, you gravitated, whether to or not I was playing in said game, and still doing that today. Correct. correct. That's I, you that's are what very I wanted to involved
4: do. in sports, and you still don't have to lift a you know a bat you don't have to dribble a basketball you don't have to kick a football none of it but you are probably more involved in sports today than ever before
3: yeah and one of the goals in this business was to go to live sporting events for free or to get paid to be there yes and And sometimes you get both yeah i mean it's a great gig yeah don't tell anybody it's what i wanted to do (laughs) and i have like you said talked it into existence yes that's why i'm saying
4: four wins in the tournament for the pirates that's all
3: it takes. In the American Athletic Conference Tournament. Just four wins in a row. And we are going to the big dance, Shirley Rhodes. So next it, Thursday, we'll be 80 minutes away And we'll from be watching
4: Selection Sunday. Can you imagine the guys huddled in the Murphy Center, the bright lights, the cameras, the national feed, waiting for the reaction? And now... The, 14. The, 16th, the 16th seed. Uh, let's give them a 14. In, in the East Division. Well, they don't call it a division. All right, whatever the pod. In, uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina. East Carolina making their third appearance all time. Their last appearance was 1993. I mean, it would be so awesome. I would lose my bleep just listening to that. The Selection Sunday show where they announce ECU. If they're a 14,
3: let's see, who would they be playing? Come
4: on. How are you saying 14 what? Now, you know, this is the truth. God forbid we are good enough to do this. They'll stick us in the first four games, I bet. And we won't even, like, be in the real tournament.
3: Well, only 16s and bubble team and, like, 11s go there. I yeah. think
4: we We would get stuck in the 1st think four. We'd get stuck in
3: an Akron, Ohio. I think we'd firmly make a 15 or 14. You're crazy. Really?
4: Yeah. I guess it depends who else is like wins their tournament that shouldn't.
3: Right, there's going to be some teams yeah, with I bad know. records that win, like some of these smaller conferences. And they love storylines. So here's what they do: Troy D, 15 seed East Carolina taking on Kansas. Oh yes, Joe Dooley versus God. Bill Self, the, the
4: the mentor versus the mentee. That's right. Oh man, God, we already written the, written the script. It's for It's written.
3: We spoke about it. Well, let's make it happen. God, what if that
4: happened? That would be incredible. Um, and that's what I love about college basketball. They love the underdog. They love stories like this. College football? Pfft. No, we don't want to. We don't want to let any smaller schools, underdogs involved. They're greedy. They're greedy clip in college football. Yeah. Basketball? They
3: spread it around. Spread the love. Yeah. Jay Johnson, uh, further going over my resume. He's right. Wow. Ken Brock book. also
4: kept the book for Little League. Uh, men's Church League softball in Winterville. That's right. No kidding. Yeah. Greenville Little League you did that? Or no. was it Winterville Little League? Uh, Winterville. Oh, okay. Never Greenville. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, Winterville. You're a Winterville born guy. And yeah. <laughs> Winter Vegas, babies For Clip Brock. Yeah, that's right. Um, That's awesome. You got quite the resume, Clip.
3: I'm just building. It. Yeah. It check is- out my LinkedIn page. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Alright, Troy Day, good stuff.
4: Off to uh Coach the Kids clip. Coach Troy D., you know me, always helping the kids. Sometimes less is more. Just <laughs> let them kind of, you just kind of. Mike, I, I joked with it. I said, really, my goal is to not get hit by a baseball today. Yeah, you should so probably if I say, don't get If I don't get hit by a baseball, this was a successful practice.
3: You know the L screen where you pitch behind? Yeah, you yeah. should just walk around with an L screen <laughs> the entire day. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, sit behind it in the fetal position. Well, either way. <laughs> Either way, whatever. I'll be works. the only
4: one with a batting helmet on the
3: whole time. There you go. Hey, you need a David Price construction <laughs> yeah, I <know>. hard hat.
4: <laughs> I,
2: I just want to ride by the field, and, and when I do, I'll just see the. I'll see the kids actually showing
4: Troy how to throw a baseball. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, yeah. it's like this. Work on your release point, kids. Release point.
3: Oh boy, it's gonna be a day of it. We're gonna
4: talk about of velocity. <laughs>
3: I got a lot of stuff to go over with these kids. <laughs> yeah, you did. All right, well, we'll let you get into that uh, when we return. Uh, we will talk to Audrey Leca- Leclaire, daughter of Keith Leclaire, a couple of days ahead of the uh, Keith Leclaire Classic. Actually, one day ahead of the Classic, which gets underway on Friday. We'll do that when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this. <laughs>
1: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit UniversityPCare.com to learn more today. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chicos for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos. Steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock.
3: All righty. East Carolina back in action this weekend at home in the Keith LeClaire Classic. Three games coming up this weekend, Friday. Against the Sycamores of Indiana State. That is a four thirty uh slated start time at Clark LeClair Stadium four thirty Saturday when the Pirates take on Michigan three thirty Sunday against Maryland and ECU will play game two of each and every day. There will be a game before East Carolina's game, so those are scheduled start times could be a little later than that, will not be any earlier. Than those uh start times i just mentioned uh the family of keith LeClaire will be in town including audrey leclerc daughter of keith LeClaire, who joins us today on pirate radio live and audrey we appreciate your time welcome to pirate radio live how you doing today
7: i'm doing well thank you so much for having me
3: absolutely and a big weekend on tap and uh, really looking forward to being out there friday saturday sunday at clark leclair stadium as east carolina will welcome in indiana state michigan and maryland to the 2022 keith leclair classic and the pirates Playing some good baseball, coming off wins over North Carolina and Duke, and just following you a little bit on social media, Audrey, I know you're you're still very up-to-date and very in tune with what goes on with ECU baseball, so you're probably excited to see them playing well uh, heading into this weekend.
7: I definitely am. Um, that is something that I never got away from. Um, so college baseball season rolls around, and for my family and I, we have like five different games going on at once so very <laughs> excited to watch them play in person
3: that's fantastic and uh yeah the family will be here will you be uh throwing out a first pitch uh this weekend audrey i
7: have i have no idea i guess that'll be a game time, time <laughs> and i'll find out when i get
3: there but the arm is loose and ready to go if need be uh, somewhat <laughs> somewhat okay all right good deal uh it is a, obviously a very special time uh for your family and for the Pirate Baseball family, and I talk about this with the with Cliff Godwin, with the players, it, it extends to the parents, and it's really cool, Audrey, with, with your last name obviously on the stadium and in honor of your father, but it's almost like an extended family with ECU Baseball, right? Like, you probably feel like you have hundreds and thousands of other family members.
7: It, it really is, and honestly, even when we were there, just the Greenville community outside of baseball really embraced our family, and um, especially after my dad got diagnosed with ALS, it was—I can't imagine any other place that we would have rather been. But um, it is kind of—it's kind of cool to see how um, we do have such a large family, and no matter where you go, um, Pirate fans—they just kind of stick together.
3: Audrey, I mentioned earlier in the week you were coming on the show, and uh, and Troy Dreyfus here uh, said, "Man, I remember." when Audrey LeClaire was a little girl. So let's talk about uh, Audrey LeClaire, the woman, and what you're up to today. Tell everybody uh, what you do now.
7: I am currently in medical school in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, So I am in my second year, about to finish up my second year in May. Um, And then I will be off to clinical rotation.
3: Fantastic. And and Audrey, I know you are uh doing all you can to raise awareness for als to advance the the you know medical side of this thing as far as a cure as far as a better way of life when people are diagnosed with als so just in the last you know 15 years or so how many advances have you seen in that and and i'm sure you want to see a lot more but how how has that you know changed and advanced uh, throughout these years
7: So one of the biggest things, and I always have to give credit, is to Pete Frady and his family and what they did with the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Without them, the awareness, I do not believe would be where it is today. Um, And not to mention the funds that they raised along with that. And a lot of that has gone to um, some research. No crazy breakthroughs yet, but a big thing that just happened is um, there was a law passed in Congress, and it's called the ALS Right to Try Act. So basically... It allows ALS patients to kind of bypass the FDA regulations and get treatment sooner, which is a huge deal because a lot of a lot of these patients were actually dying without even trying treatment just because of all the regulations. So that is something huge that happened in the past couple of months that um, I know a lot of doctors and patients and their family members are looking forward to. So no crazy treatments yet, but they are definitely making um, they're heading towards. The,
3: the right direction right and, and that is positive to hear and, and yeah that ice bucket challenge really uh, you know encapsulated the world and and of course around here and at other baseball programs you'll see a lot of somewhat unattractive but maybe a few attractive mustaches on the players uh, Audrey mustache March and just another way to to raise awareness and and that's a big deal to Cliff and we're gonna see Michigan come into town with a couple of former pirates uh, that played here and then played for your dad and Eric Backitch and Nick Schnabel so uh they obviously represent the 23 they wore it out in Omaha so even that little part here and what we're doing here is, is kind of spread across the country Audrey
7: It really has, and it's it's really neat to see. Thankfully, I can't grow a mustache. J.D. JD, kind of
3: holds the fort down in that. There you go. Good deal. Audrey LeClaire joining us. So uh, Jonathan Ellerby, the other owner here at Pirate Radio, said, hey, ask Audrey to to fill out her lineup of uh, her all-time favorite pirates that played for her dad or were here during that time. And I said, that may be a tall task, but Audrey, do you have any – uh players in particular that were your favorites here uh, at east carolina over the
7: years truly um let me see we i kind of look at that um 2001 2000-2001 team they were over at our house quite a lot or yeah. at least what i remember uh, before that i don't really remember much but they were always in the backyard playing baseball with us playing basketball dad would have them over for mills so that was cliff and eric backage and nick schnabel and Um, Later on, we had Davey Penny, but um, Bryant Ward, Clinton McCullough, all of those guys, Sam Nairn, they were over at our house quite a bit. So, if I had – I don't know if I could pick a lineup. (laughs) That 2000-2001 team, they definitely – we were around them quite
3: a bit you named a pretty good batting order uh there so yeah a good start to that lineup and as you mentioned Clayton McCullough there he is now the uh first base coach with the LA Dodgers of course Cliff and and Eric uh and uh those guys Nick getting into the coaching world in baseball but even outside of of the baseball world uh guys who played on those teams for your father have succeeded in life and you know, I, I, I somewhat remember those days, but I feel like Cliff Godwin has really done all he can to continue that legacy and to not only put together amazing teams on the field, but uh, put great men out into the world. And, and I know that's something your father did, and, and that seems like it's continuing on today, Audrey. Yes,
7: and Cliff's done an incredible job, and um, sometimes I don't think he gets enough credit for what he really does behind the scenes, but he um, he really is in my opinion, doing the an incredible job at um, kind of carrying on dad's vision and um, kind of instilling those um, morals into his players as well.
3: Audrey, at this point, we do feel like we we know a lot about uh, the man your father was. And uh, Bethany Bradshaw uh, had the the fantastic book. And uh, we we hear from you, your family over the years, the Cliff stories. I mean, is there anything at this point that hasn't been told about your dad? What what did he like to do outside of baseball, Um, you know, outside of the diamond?
7: He was a – he got into – so when he met my mom, they actually met when he was at Western Carolina – Uh, My aunt had been a cheerleader when he was playing baseball, so she introduced the two of them. But um, he kind of got into hunting and fishing um, just because my mom was from South Carolina. And it was about an hour and a half away from Western Carolina. So during that time, he really got into hunting and fishing. So in the off season, he was always hunting and fishing in South Carolina um, around the Clemson area. And, you know he wasn't much of a golfer or anything like that, but just loved being out like in the outdoors. Um, I was such a daddy's girl, so I was always <laughs> with him wherever he was. Um, there's pictures of me getting off the bus with him, but I think the biggest thing is that, um, he really did put his family first. Um, and he was a huge family person and sometimes I think that gets overlooked.
3: That's great. And Audrey, you were, uh, you were around him. Did you, I uh, have the athletic part of that as well. Did you play sports, or were you more just uh, just kind of hanging out with your dad and the team?
7: So I actually got into horses. Okay. I rode collegiately um, actually at Western Carolina. So I was big into horses, and then um, I still CrossFit today. So I was never a softball, softball player, soccer player, anything like that. Um, always been super competitive, though. And um, I actually went to baseball camp when I was probably, I don't know, four or five and they put me in the outfield and I sat down and I was like, I'm not playing in the outfield. And they, they literally had to go get my dad and say, Audrey won't get up. And it was because I wanted to play on the infield. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I've always been competitive, but um, I was definitely a handful.
3: That's fantastic. Audrey LeClaire joining us, the family. So who uh, from your family will be here this weekend for the Keith LeClaire classic Audrey?
7: It will be my mom. Uh, me and then my brother and his
3: wife fantastic and uh, we'll be seeing you uh friday saturday sunday how many days are you guys going to be here
7: we will be there friday saturday
3: and then we will head out sunday 10-4 all right sounds good so uh the family will be here for a great weekend of baseball and and it's cool because the the name and the number 23 lives on Really every day of the year, but every day of the baseball season. But this is a special weekend to to honor the family, and, and Cliff has done a good job of bringing in some really good teams. We're going to see some great crowds. Hopefully, the weather holds up. But it's a uh, it's a time of year, and and we we say fun, Audrey, for you. You know, can can you enjoy it? Is it emotional? What is the, the weekend like for you when you come back here to Greenville?
7: It is a little bit of everything. Um, It's always good to be back. I love Greenville um, as a whole. I love getting to see all of our um, friends and the people that have kind of been there with us throughout this journey that we've had. And um, of course, I love watching baseball. And I looked at the weather and thank goodness, we're going to have nice weather. I feel like every time we come in for a classic, um, (laughs) the weather is either cold, rainy, um, fingers crossed that it stays. But Um, kind of a little bit of everything, um, a little bit emotional, but it's, I think it's going to be really special this year. Um, also with Eric and Nick back in town.
3: No doubt. Uh, going to be a big weekend here in Greenville, North Carolina. Audrey LeClaire and the family will be here for the Keith LeClaire Classic. Audrey, uh, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed talking with you and, and hearing a, a story or two about your dad and looking forward to seeing you, uh, this weekend at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, there is Audrey LeClaire joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. And, uh, man, what a, a special weekend it will be. And always great to see the LeClaire family in town. And I imagine we'll get some uh, some first pitches tossed out, maybe three at the same time. Uh, but we'll see uh, that coming up this weekend. But great to catch up uh, with Audrey LeClaire and talk about uh, her legendary father, Keith LeClaire. We'll take a timeout, come back wrap up our number one of pirate radio live we'll have a buccaneer music hall scoreboard update for you as we've got some fun belt uh conference tournament basketball going on as we speak also a final from earlier today so we'll talk about that the other conference tournaments going on and more when we return on pirate radio live here on a thursday back with you after this <laughs>
1: You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. They are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff.
3: Alrighty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Welcome back into the program. So yesterday we were live on the air when Charleston Southern, who had one conference win all year long, pulled an upset in the Big South tournament in a 12-5 matchup. Today, you've got USA, South Alabama, who's 19-10 and 10 on the year, 9-7, towards the, uh, the top of the league, but they do have the five seed in the tournament, taking on a team that won three conference games all year, Arkansas, Little Rock, and Little Rock just had a 10-point lead when I started all this, and now it's down to six and maybe five if a free throw is made, but... Uh, right now, Little Rock, a uh, double-digit underdog, has a lead over South Alabama. First half of that one going on in the Sun Belt. And earlier today, uh, already saw the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana knock off Texas Arlington. So a couple of scores there from conference tournaments going on, presented by the Buccaneer Music Hall. Uh, Dub Buck. Dub Check them out. Hey, Chandler, what are you doing this weekend?
2: um going home
3: <laughs> wow really sick. Such... but
2: sunday i'll be back for ecu in maryland and uh the buck is open on sunday so all I right might be thank heading you boy
3: you kind of redeemed yourself there sometimes you just gotta lie i mean
2: i know what you were asking but i did not but I you are lie. honest
3: abe you cannot tell a lie
2: yeah i wasn't going to just sit here and lie wait because i could have said i'm going to the buck and people were going to the buck and saying where's Chandler Honeycut? he's a liar
3: so honest abe is a thing but also isn't the i cannot tell a lie is that uh george washington and the cherry tree is that right shirley yeah kind of get my fake history stories that we all learned as kids right all right um some uh some like videos you can see some some things you hear you can visualize and i think you'll be able to visualize this one you can check out the video It is 18-year-old Drew Jones. He happens to be the son of Andrew Jones playing in a high school game, and he's projected to be uh, a top pick in the MLB draft. And this is an awesome video because, first of all, he's got his dad's batting stance, which is awesome to see. He's wearing number 25. So as a Braves fan, it it brings back a lot of memories. But in this video, we're going to play it. You can hear the crowd and what they are saying as the pitch is being delivered. Then you hear the impact of the ball, and then you don't hear a lot of the crowd uh, anymore. And and we'll hear why. This is young Drew Jones at the plate, uh, about to receive a pitch. Yeah. The overrated chance going to dead center, by the way. <laughs> dead. I'm talking dead. Center field. And just that little gasp right little
6: over the ball. sign <laughs> that says Decatur Baseball.
3: <laughs> Shirley hit it one more time. I love like the gasp after the final overrated like we have just made a mistake. All right, hold a on. A grave me... mistake at this moment. Overrated. You suck, Drew. Overrated. You suck. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. All right. Maybe he's not overrated. So, uh, you dead
6: can, center field.
3: You can watch the video, but I feel like you kind of got an idea of what you would see if you saw that video. Um, overrated is one of the worst chants we do as a people. You're taking a risk in the sports world and not and there. Well, you're taking a risk here. It's usually used at the end of a game when the game's about over and you're beating a team that is ranked higher than you. And when you say somebody's overrated, you're basically saying you're not as good as people say you are. In fact, you're so bad, even we can beat you. That's how bad you are. You're so bad that our crappy team just beat you. So let's stop the overrated chants. Here's what I propose, Chandler. When when you're a favorite, or when it's like a pick'em, and you're lose, and you know you're going to lose a game, forty five seconds left, or down by seven, the home crowd should start chanting underrated.
2: Underrated, <laughs>
3: and that gives them props. Underrated, and also your own your own team's props saying, you know what, you guys are underrated. Y'all are a pretty good team because we're a good team, and you beat us, so you're underrated. Underrated overrated kind of craps on both teams if you think about it underrated props up both teams no, nobody's ever going to do this but this is what i'm proposing to uh america
2: don't you already have a wife
3: <laughs> yeah i don't i'm not going to get married to this idea but it can be my mistress Ooh.
6: Ooh. or in the words of rick flair you're certainly not the first but you could be next
3: to ride this space mountain idea
5: yeah uh-huh.
3: <laughs> the space mountain of an idea that mm-hmm. i have mm-hmm. all right when you're at your next game and your team's losing start the underrated chant and see who joins in with you because section 213 will be tell- saying it i can
2: underrated. tell you that <laughs> you like underrated. that idea Underrated. yeah all right everybody's gonna be looking at us like what the hell <laughs>
3: what is wrong with these people uh susan deans in the chat saw her today at ube picking up some shirts yeah she says hashtag fire mat rule she
2: uh i I gave her the hashtag fire mat rule today when i saw her face to face
3: there you go um so that has remained consistent it is combine week there is a i saw a video today uh is this right like somebody shot a video of malik willis like giving money to a homeless person or something
5: yeah
6: yeah apparently someone was having dinner like on an outdoor patio and happened to spot him um and uh, from what i understand he didn't know anybody was filming him and was helping out a
3: i mean that's a nice.
6: seemingly homeless do you think person
2: somebody, do you think that was on purpose no i mean it could i tell you what you don't, i don't know everything i, no I see
3: on a computer screen i assume it's fake until uh other proven otherwise that's how I am right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm the same way.
3: But no, I'm sure he's a good dude. Does this, like, shoot him up a draft spot or not? No. But Kenny Pickett has small hands.
2: Eight and a half, to be exact.
3: Matt Corral has broke legs. I don't know. I loved that this time of year, like, these guys shoot up the draft board, and they hadn't played any games in three months.
2: Isn't Matt Corral your guy?
3: Yeah, he is my guy. Why? I don't really know. I watched Why him play. Why is he play. your guy? I, I watched him play a couple times. Uh, he can run he's got a cannon he's he can really sling it he's like a poor man's to me i am not a quarterback guy i know more about quarterbacks than steven aigo does he who does not know anything about quarterbacks but i am not your quarterback whisperer and i don't i'm not jeff garcia here i never played jeff okay relax but i feel like he's a poor man's josh allen He's not as thick with two C's, thick, but he can sling it. What are you shaking your head at? You you probably don't know who Josh Allen is. He doesn't even know. You don't even know who Josh Allen is. He doesn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I like Matt Corral Chandler basically because at one point during the college football season last year, I said, that's That's my guy, guy, and now I will ride or die with Matt Corral. Just like I rode or doed with Brandon Suggs. And look where we are today. I look like a freaking genius. You're welcome.
2: He had to have had like an NIL deal with Golden Corral, right?
3: I don't know basketball either. He's He's, holding a basketball. He's holding a basketball. (laughs) He doesn't know what it is. He thinks it's a pumpkin. He's trying to carve it like a pumpkin. He doesn't know what he's doing uh matt corral golden corral yeah
2: that yeah. had to be
3: a thing
6: oh that's what i have for lunch today
3: was he in that fight video where they were fighting over the stakes that went around a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. you didn't see the golden corral fist fight oh man was oh, a brawl. you missed
2: out on that yeah it was a well, good one. i can always go back yeah. thanks to the internet
3: google up golden corral fist fight up. and just shake your head at the uh the world we live in today all right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Stephen Igo. Igo has proposed something really interesting. He's on... got a wife, too. Chandler, words have different meanings. You, of all people, should know this since you say the wrong word all the time.
6: Ooh. Correct me if I'm right.
3: <laughs> exactly. That, that is an example that just <laughs> happened yesterday. <laughs> all right, I'll change. Stephen Igo has an idea to present. Yeah, has presented an idea on Hoist the Colors that I am very intrigued about and we'll see what kind of feedback he's gotten on that and talk about that we'll talk Pirate Baseball we will talk Pirate Hoops and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for Pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock.
8: It's real.
3: Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Very cool shirt, Steven. Thank you, and thanks to Zach
8: Maskovich, better known as National Anthem Betting
3: Ruiner guy. Some call him Trashkovich, like that one guy did on Twitter that time. Yeah. That was a I have to admit that was genius. <laughs> it was. I loved it. <laughs> uh why are you shouting him out? Just randomly? Uh, I saw this
8: shirt. For those listening on the radio, it is a King Griffey Jr. Simpsons shirt when he was in the Simpsons and his baseball card of that appearance on the Simpsons, so like a cartoon version of King Griffey Jr., who's my favorite player, but um, I saw it on his Instagram, and I was like, dude, that is probably the coolest shirt I've ever seen. I need to get that. And he pointed me in the direction to get it, so that is why I'm shouting out Traskovich.
3: It is, looks like a uh, baseball card. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a really cool shirt. I'm looking at that episode, one of the all-time great episodes of television. It featured Roger Clemens, Wade Boggs, Ken Griffey Jr., Steve Sachs, Ozzie Smith, Jose Canseco, (laughs) Don Mattingly, Daryl Strawberry, and Mike Sosha, all guest starred in that show. I mean, that is a star-studded
8: episode (laughs) of cartoon television.
3: Yeah, and then Steve Sachs joined the group, too. (laughs) so uh dude that was so awesome uh that episode so did they all have griffey had the big head right he did yeah yeah what a weird uh time and didn't homer get pegged get hit by a pitch to win the game or something i think so bases loaded i need i have that season of the simpsons on dvd
8: from way back when i need to go back and watch it all
3: right better show i go Simpsons, south park or family guy See, I never got into Family Guy. I
8: watched a ton of Simpsons and South Park. I mean, it just depends on what type of mood I'm in.
3: I guess since Simpsons <sighs> was there first, you yeah, kind of got us.
8: Probably think. Simpsons, but I mean South Park. I would say South Park is a stronger show today. Better humor, more consistently. I f- and, and you know they well cross- <laughs> better humor. I mean, they cross the line, but it's like I, I don't know. I mean, the Simpsons yeah. like they can only do so much. Yeah. And South Park to an extent, but I don't know.
3: So, have you... You've never watched Family Guy?
8: I mean, I've seen it, like, on TV, but I used to watch all the episodes of Simpsons and South Park going up. Now, I, I have probably haven't watched either one, like, yeah. on regular TV in a decade, but...
3: I watched a special over the holidays. Uh, South Park had a two-episode special thing on Paramount+. Plus. Um where they like grew up in the future and it talked about COVID and stuff mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty funny it's the first south park i've watched in like 12 years probably i need i need to to watch just some i'm
8: guessing that all the characters and many of the storylines are still the same
3: yeah yeah
8: they kill kenny up epi- every episode
3: it's really good so uh yeah that episode involved kenny dying i believe so all right uh, good start to this segment Stephen. back from durham How was the uh, trip to DBAP earlier this
8: week? DBAP is always one of my favorite parks. Now, the problem is the press box sucks. It is not a good press box, and it's actually gotten worse since the last time we were there. Is that why
2: you were sitting behind home plate? I saw you on TV.
8: Yeah, we saw you on TV. Um, Taking
2: snapshots.
8: Well, I was sitting behind home plate to get some cool pictures of Nick Logish in and out of the shadows because the shadows were not – it was, like, cool, but also difficult to get good photos because it engulfed so much of the action.
3: Must have been a big deal
8: because Cliff Godwin talked about it post. Yeah. Then. I mean, you're trying to pick up the spin of the ball is tough when it starts in the sun and goes in the shadows. Anyways, the press box. So they have all these suites behind on plate, and I get it. You know, why would you not have suites for a minor league game? You know, you get corporate money, and, and obviously fans, they want to go and chill. But it takes up the entire... I guess press box area. And so the press box is all the way down the first base line like near the first base bag. It is a terrible view.
3: Scooter sent me a picture where he can't see right field. Yeah,
8: you can't see. You can't see the corner based upon where you're sitting. And so it's a terrible view. And all the Duke media, they had like all these computers up on the front row, which is really the only seating in the press box all that was taken in the past that had not been taken so we were in the back on these like makeshift tables that were wobbling and there was a leaking roof with a trash can under it right beside us okay. and so we could not see home plate which is a problem when you're covering a baseball game from yeah. where we were sitting nor could we see half the outfield so we just went we ate some free pizza but then we went outside because it was a nice day and watched the game from the stands
3: yeah we talked to uh, Patrick Mason mm-hmm. for the first time yesterday on the show I believe he said he watched the game and yeah we sat much. beside each other yeah. chilled
8: and yeah talk to some random ecu fans and a few duke lacrosse women's players so yeah it's cool
3: speaking of talking to random ecu fans we'll get to that in a moment. yeah yeah we'll get to that in a moment uh breaking news real quick this is really cool february 18th 2023 carter finley stadium the carolina hurricanes will host the washington Capitals as part of the stadium series. They will be playing outdoors in Raleigh and that is really neat. So, that's awesome. Good that they can finally get that game. It feels like it's been talked about for years now.
8: It's like every other team the NHL has been involved in that yeah. game except for the Canes. But that's great, especially with the obviously the organization really taking a step forward in recent years, becoming one of the better franchises team wise in the NHL. I think it's a perfect time to have that game.
3: Very cool. Uh, So that is next February 18th. Uh, The Canes will welcome in the Capitals in an outdoor, first-ever outdoor hockey game uh, here in Carolina for the Hurricanes. All right, Igo, great pitching the other night for East Carolina. And I kind of – How many outs do you get in a college baseball game?
8: 27. How many strikeouts did ECU have on – ECU pitching have against –
3: Was it – 15. 15.
8: 15. That's a lot of strikeouts. So basically, Duke only had two hits. They struck out 15 times and they had 27 outs. So, I mean, they were rarely making contact.
3: Didn't put a lot of balls in play. Uh, I kind of shortchanged Nick Logis going into the game, Stephen, because I said they'll probably give him two innings and then we'll go to the bullpen and piece it from there. He goes four and uh struck out five walked three batters but a big four innings from him Turwilliger gave up the home run and that was it for the devils because josh gross goes three innings uh scoreless baseball danny bill three strikeouts in an inning so uh, really use four pitchers midweek game that take is that. Uh, exactly what cliff Gowin wants right
8: yeah you take that any day of the week and, and similar to you you know i thought logos would likely go closer to 35-40 pitches but I think he was just pitching so well where they let him go 60? 60 yeah. and he had been stretched out in the preseason so it's not like he but that, that was also what three or four weeks ago now to this point so but he looked so composed and comfortable in that role just watched him in the dugout pregame I was sitting right behind the ECU dugout for the first couple innings and he just looked comfortable and the first play of the game the guy hits a line shot screamer right at third base and they were clearly hunting the fastball he starts dropping some change ups and then they kind of were off balance the rest of the the game. And even the three walks, Like he could have easily had one walk and seven punch outs because there were a few
3: borderline pitches that yeah. did not go his way. Chandler was complaining about... He would have got thrown out if he was a coach. A lot, I mean, of, a lot of complaints about ball strike calls. I was Chandler.
8: sitting right behind home plate for a couple of those and like clearly... Pretty clearly, a few of them should have been strike three that were not called strike three.
3: Talked about this with Scooter yesterday, I go With C.J. Mayhew, your your number one arm out of the pen, at least going into this year, he has shown that he'll go multiple innings if need be. And from what we saw the other day, I mean, does East Carolina have like a a one-inning guy or is everybody that comes into a game, if they're rolling, if they're pitching well, could go extended innings? We saw it from uh, Carter Spivey against North Carolina the other day.
8: I think you've got a lot of flexibility in those roles because you look at some of their top bullpen arms right now, whether it be Spivey, uh, Josh Groves, CJ Mayhew, really all three of those guys could be starters if they absolutely needed to. And, and Cliff Goldman's there for the game, Groves. If he feels good, there's a good chance he will be in the rotation this weekend. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I've always said he could be a Friday night guy with this stuff, but. Terwilliger is probably more of a a shorter relief option, but even he's gone a couple innings. I mean, he was a you know one or two inning guy at Barry University. Danny Beal is probably a shorter guy. Skylar Brooks, how about Skyler? I mean, probably more of a shorter guy because you know typically an inning or two or one lineup guys he usually has a two pitch mix. Whereas said it right that time, I know. Whereas somebody who you want to go further usually has three or more pitches, just because it's it's harder for the batters to gauge
3: good to see uh the pirates put up 12 runs uh i don't know what it is about east carolina look if you make contact good things can happen we saw it sunday with north carolina's three errors and then duke had four on tuesday how you goes. so put it in play right and just see what happens man
8: duke uh, towards the end of the game it was more than obvious that they had lost some focus because there are a couple of those infield plays where the guys just like got the ball what should have been a routine play and looked to like either the wrong base or just wouldn't make a throw i mean they seemed out of it and you know it's it's got to be tough if you're the home team and like duke had like five fans there man like there's nobody cares about duke baseball like they probably had their parents there and that's it nobody cares about duke anything except basketball yeah that's fair um and so like ecu fans just took that place over and and were loud and it's always that way so i remember when we we went to the crappy on campus stadium and it was like 95 percent ecu fans so I, i think that that has played a big role ECU now 21 and 1 versus Duke in the last 22 because every game is a home game for ECU regardless of where it's played.
3: I go uh you said a moment ago so Josh Gros Cliff Godwin said if he's feeling good could be in the rotation this weekend, is that right?
8: Yeah, he had some arm soreness in the preseason but I mean he's he's definitely starter material. Him and Logos were both in the mix to start going into the year you know jake hunter was kind of kind of a surprise starter but cliff gobbins said they started grow or they started logish in the bullpen because they wanted some experience in the bullpen because really outside of cj mayhew who back there has pitched in big spots at ecu president carter now, yeah, I mean, he pitched in a big spot and <laughs> yeah. pitched the best game of his career. So. And they
3: brought in Brooks, uh, we mentioned a moment ago, but they brought him in in a stressful situation yeah. against North Carolina. So you
8: just kind of have to run guys out there, see how they respond. And, you know, there's still, another, like Merritt Beaker is a guy, lefty, who I think will end up being a pretty big pitcher for this team by the end of the year. You've got some other young guys who really haven't pitched a ton yet. Um, who I, I do think this staff has the chance to be extremely deep. We talked about Carson Wisenhund a lot. But even without him, if you can get Groves in the rotation or Hunter or Logus or Spivey, you know, basically you got four or five starting options still even without Wizen Hunt.
3: I guess so do you think we'll see a change to Sailor, Cooch, or Hunter this weekend?
8: I think Sailor more than likely is going back to the bullpen just based off everything I've heard. So I think it'll be Cooch, um, Hunter, and then somebody else. I don't know yeah. what the order will be. Yeah. But I, I would I I think there's a good chance, if everybody feels good, you see Groves in there. Um, if not Groves, maybe you see Spivey get a start. Um, Logish probably, after throwing 60 pitches, probably done, at least until maybe Sunday in relief. But he's a possible candidate as well.
3: All right. I uh, kind of wish you could work it out so Cooch Maynard could get another shot at Maryland and see if he could perfect game him again. Because what a story that would be.
8: So he, a lot of people forget he started the regional game against Maryland last year. Huh. I did forget. Yeah hashtag people forget he went two innings i think gave up one run he did not perfect game i think he gave up a home like a leadoff home run get
3: that and out of the way everybody was like oh well, there goes the
8: perfect game
3: <laughs> uh who's the best team we'll see this weekend i go east carolina's the answer that was a trick oh, question good, who's the second job. best Maryland. Because we just saw Maryland. What were they, a two or three last year? They were three. Okay.
8: Now, they are much improved because they basically got everybody back. Now, they did lose their ace, and they lost one of their best power hitters, but they got a pitcher back from injury who their Friday, who's their Friday night guy now. Their Sunday guy has like 18 strikeouts and one walk through two games, so you'll huh. probably see him Sunday. Jason Savicle. Um I think Maryland's the most complete team. They're really top-heavy in pitching, but their best arms are really good. And they can hit and they can run and they get on base a lot. Michigan and Indiana State, if you look at their numbers, I mean they're scoring a ton of runs. Michigan just put up 20 runs on mm. Wednesday. I think they're averaging 12.3 runs over the last six games, and Indiana State is averaging nearly nine runs over their last uh, seven games.
3: Well, and giving up runs on Friday in particular has been an issue with East Carolina. Outscored 17 to six so far this year on Fridays and. Uh, Saturdays, Jake Cojmaner's been a tough luck, oh and two to this point. I go and, J- and we've also seen Jake Hunter throw well. So uh, I'm about ready to see East Carolina win a Friday game. Hopefully that begins tomorrow because uh, they have not been pretty thus far.
8: Yeah, and you know people probably look at this Keith Clark Classic and they say, all right, you got Indiana State. That's a chance to get a win on Friday, but Indiana State has been in a regional the last two complete seasons. Uh, 40 plus wins in 2019 they were the number three in the Vanderbilt regional last year nearly upset Georgia Tech in the first game so I mean they, they've got a really quality program and they got a ton of starters back in their lineup they can really swing it they steal a lot of bases just a good solid team so I mean there's a legitimate chance if ECU plays like they did the first six games of the season they go oh and three this weekend now The good thing is if you go out and win two out of three or even sweep, I mean, that's a heck of a week if you're East Carolina. You're facing – it's four regional teams essentially going at it, and we haven't seen a field this deep in the Keith Clark Classic in some time. So I'm excited
3: about it. Awesome stuff, and kind of gets you set for a whole lot of baseball coming up because the Pirates will have their first five-game week next week at Virginia Tech Tuesday, at Radford Wednesday – and then St. Mary's, who apparently is really good yeah, at baseball, too. Yeah, I, I, I thought that
8: would be like your semi-week off or, you know, like a down opponent going into the year. But they have uh, they have played very well to start the season. I don't know if they've even lost yet. Um, and they're usually around a slightly above 500 team in past years. But I think like 8-0 last I checked. And, you know, the West Coast, they play some good baseball there. So it'll be an interesting series. Kind of Kind of odd that they're coming out to east carolina for a non-con series but
3: very odd that is a very long trip for the gales all right let's take a break we will come back have more with steve and i go (coughs) hoist the colors.net
0: uh clip
3: are you okay
2: yeah i'm good so uh next friday march 11th
3: yeah pirates are in the second round of the aac tournament
2: that and appalachian state versus charlotte
5: Mm -hmm.
2: in charlotte at the charlotte knight stadium now you're probably thinking like why do i care
5: <laughs> it's you know exactly what? what i'm thinking you,
2: you, you nailed it <laughs> it is the braves world series championship tour they will have the trophy there at the stadium from <laughs> 5 30 to 9 30. okay so if you wanted to take
3: off next friday drive all the way to charlotte to look at a trophy yeah take a picture with it i think
8: they would have been better off bringing that to greenville for the saint mary's game we if, got better attendance. tennis.
3: So yeah, so why it are they going the there?
2: Braves World Champions Trophy. Tour.
3: If, if they brought a couple players, that would be cool.
8: Like, what do they do? Just sit the trophy in the corner of the stadium, and it's probably a fake trophy. <laughs> yeah, probably a is. replica.
3: <laughs> Ain't no way they're taking the real thing to Charlotte App State. But you know what, Chandler? Thank you for bringing that to my attention.
2: I just saw Braves, and I said, I know a guy that likes that team. <laughs> hey. I know a guy who watched that team win a world series championship for the Man. first time since 1995 hey,
8: if we can't get real mlb let's just go to the braves tour and uh, <laughs> keep living life that way
3: the braves tour uh first stop charlotte north carolina next week all right we'll take a break i go uh st mary's is indeed 8 and 0 right now it's tough let's see what they got next they got uc riverside for four games this weekend the had
8: dreaded four game series right? i
3: mean this is such a weird game because they played uc davis cal state bakerfield northern colorado they left the uh or they didn't leave their state yeah uc davis uc riverside sacramento state so they're in the state of california the entire season and then we're heading to greenville north carolina that is very rando uh what's the connection there we'll find out maybe godwin knows uh, the coach i don't know uh, we'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this.
1: Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back, Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's, now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Rock.
3: All right, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live. Got an update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dabak. Back. It is Little Rock. Little Rock of Horrors. 46, USA. South Alabama, 40. 1628 left to go. This would be a pretty big upset. South Alabama, double digit favorites, 19 and 10 on the year. Little Rock won just three games in the conference tournament. But we've already seen a couple of days in the conference tournament play. These uh, teams that struggle throughout the year pick up a win. And this is what it's all about chandler and and this is march that it is sir very well said steven clip are you ready for some pirate postseason basketball
8: very much so i kind of wish we could just fast forward past the finale and get to the uh get to the real thing
3: man you made my mouth water earlier today
8: oh wow
3: i was salivating reading your article In regards to the scenarios. Love a good scenario article. And I found it on Twitter, so I don't know where to find it up here. Where is it, Steven? Go down. We're going to go down. This would be
8: easier if you went to the home page. But here are the AAC tournament scenarios facing ECU heading into its season finale.
3: All right. How ECU can get the seventh seed. Cincinnati plays SMU tonight. Tonight. In order for ECU to get the 7th seed, the Pirates need Cincinnati to lose to SMU. I'm assuming they're an underdog. 7.5 points. Thank you, sir. Uh, the Pirates would need to beat Wichita State on the road. That seems like the big hill to climb at this point.
8: Because Wichita State would probably be about a 7.5 point favorite against ECU.
3: Great home court. They're not the Wichita State by far of what we've seen in the past, but probably still better at home than East Carolina.
8: They, too, are playing for the 7th seed.
3: Uh, and that is very important because ECU, if they are the 7th seed, will get a first round matchup against USF or Tulsa and avoid having to play Houston in round 2. East Carolina combined 4-0 and o versus USF and Tulsa. Man, I didn't even really... All I was thinking about was getting out of that 8-9 line and staying away from Houston, right. but now you're looking at ECU's going to be favored in a conference tournament game for the first time in school history.
8: We well, always get so ahead of ourselves on this thing, but that's the only way to do it. And that's you start looking at the potential matchups, and you could theoretically draw, I think, SMU or Memphis in the seven-two game after ECU dispatches uh, South Florida or Tulsa. And ECU has already beaten Memphis. Granted, a much different Memphis team, and they played probably one of their better halves of basketball against smu so i think there's a path to two wins in the ac tournament if the pirates can find the seventh seed yeah i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves and start looking at the potential semifinal games oh my god (laughs) but then you could be looking at the other the game you could face smu or memphis there whoever is not the two seed whoever's the three seed so uh
3: if i recall we already beat memphis
8: Yeah, so I think there's a definite path to the conference championship. ECU can find a way to get the seventh seed. But the main thing here, Cincinnati's got to lose tonight, step one. Step two, ECU wins on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern over the Wichita State Shockers.
3: I'm going to give you credit, Stephen, where credit is due. Today I learned, T-I-L, that it is, I would say, more likely from an odd standpoint that we play Cincinnati in the first round of the AC tournament than Wichita State. I had penciled in here. ECU-Wichita State, but I did not realize this scenario. If ECU loses to Wichita State and Cincinnati loses to SMU, that would mean Wichita State gets the 7. East Carolina matches up with the Bearcats 0-2, but two good games against Cincinnati. Man, had them here at home. Vance Jackson, it's a free throw. Pirates take the lead, but they get an offensive rebound and score late in that game, but uh, so I'll, you know what, it's uh, it's way more likely we don't play Wichita in the tournament than play them at this point, right? Yeah,
8: basically, the only way it doesn't happen is if Cincinnati beats SMU tonight. Now,
3: I guess I'm really counting on SMU beating yeah. Cincinnati.
8: Now, when SMU went to Cincinnati, I think earlier this year, Cincinnati just housed them. Hmm. Huh.
5: Revenge. Game? But you got
8: the revenge game factor. SMU is playing for a tournament. Cincinnati just lost to South Florida at home. They're playing really bad down the stretch. Now, of course, every time we think we know something about this conference, the opposite happens. And
3: about college basketball in general. So
8: who knows what to expect. But, yeah, if Cincinnati loses to SMU, then at that point, if ECU loses to Wichita, they're going to be – I think if Cincinnati loses to SMU, they're not going to play Wichita is the the best way to put it.
3: The other factor, other than opponents, is tip-off times. If East Carolina's in the 8-9 game, it'll be 1 o'clock. It'll be likely around 3.30 if they're in the 7-10 matchup. I go, we love a revenge game. Mm -hmm. Should we be pulling for a first-round matchup against Cincinnati, since we owe them revenge? Because USF and Tulsa owe us a lot of revenge. I think we should be pulling for a Cincinnati
8: loss tonight, definitely. And then that way... We either get them. Yeah, Saturday's a win-win
3: proposition. Or get the seven. You're yes. right. So this game tonight's important. Good stuff. And I go. We'll be here next Thursday for the watch along. I do plan to be here. Yes. Are you going? Uh, you making any trips to Virginia next week? No, no. I'm not driving to Blacksburg for a baseball game. Uh okay. Sorry, I, I asked. Barely wanted Jeez. to drive to Blacksburg for a football game. What's wrong with Blacksburg? It's fine. It's just not a fun drive. All right. So what is a fun drive? Driving here to uh,
8: Pirate Radio? No, no, it's not a fun drive either. It's a miserable <laughs> drive. Um, Not because of the destination, but because of the traffic and just driving across.
3: Like, if you were just driving in the field, so let's say you live in your house, we are here, and the only thing in between that is just a giant field. You could get here in like three minutes. Yeah, yeah. But
8: you got 18 stoplights and there's (laughs) always some construction there's a wreck yeah Yeah. something going on on evans so yeah it's annoying but uh what is a good drive that's a great question i would probably say a good drive is um driving probably on the uh california coast which i've never done but i've heard it's a good (laughs) drive Maybe, maybe uh the the if you're driving on the outer banks I'm sure that's a pretty good drive. I'm I've never to been
3: to the Florida Keys, but isn't there like a stretch where you drive like just on water for nobody? I don't know if anybody's driving started, on but, water, like on a bridge, oh, okay? but like over water. I don't know. Uh, I would say I go the drive to the triangle. I guess particularly Raleigh, like if you go to the airport, go to Crabtree, whatever. That is now a an easy. Yeah, drive. easy drive. I'd call it an easy drive. I don't know about a fun drive, but it's an easy drive. It's a doable drive. There's a drive. Deep to left field, Stephen. How uh, bummed out are you about the baseball non-news?
8: Uh, pretty bummed. I mean, finally, the Mariners, the team I follow, are going to have a pretty good season. It, it feels like, and yet, momentum for this season has stalled out. So it's frustrating. Like they haven't even finished free agency. They were just getting to kind of the good part of free agency when this whole thing happened. So it's just uh, it's just another black eye on, on Major League Baseball and. It's so frustrating as a commoner to see billionaire owners fight millionaire players. I know that's a old narrative that gets played out, but it really is, man. Like, listen to the press conference about you know them arguing about what the player minimum should be. It should be you know eight hundred thousand instead of five hundred thousand or whatever. I'm just like, come on, let's just play baseball. MLB already struggles enough with its imaging, and we continue to have these problems. I, I should have known. During COVID when they could they had the chance to be the only show on when everybody was oh, starving yeah. for a, uh, something to watch. They yeah. couldn't get their crap together then that this was inevitable. We
3: had other sports starting to play with no crowds and stuff, yeah. like NASCAR and uh, and like a UFC and some soccer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And MLB had the chance
8: to be like prime front and center. Yep, that's true. I think in starting in April or May and of course they had to just crap all over themselves for two months before coming. Before Manfred had to just force everybody's hand and now we're at the same stage and you know I do give the players union some credit because if they're gonna try and make change this is the only way they can actually get some legitimate change every time previously they've caved in and just basically given the owners most of what they want which is why we're in this situation to begin with so they have to do it on one hand on the other hand it just sucks because it's just super annoying to see people in this stature not be able to come to agreement.
3: Steven Igo Hoist the Colors, joining us today. Well said, Steven. Uh, Igo may want to hear from you, in fact, talk to you, perhaps interview you. What am I talking about? We'll tell you when we return on Pirate Radio Live. One more segment to go with Igo we got touchdown Tony Collins and Mully joining us in hour number three, plus a giveaway. We'll open up the booty bag. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
1: You're listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back, and let me get my sheet here. It's improper uh, live ad reads here: uh, Tapo Chico Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer inspired by Tapo Chico Mineral Waters' legendary taste. Tapo Chico Hard Seltzer is gluten-free and contains only 100 calories, and has an ultra-refreshing, crisp taste with real lime juice and tequila flavor. Look for the Tapo Chico Variety Pack today. It's your favorite retailer. Tapo Chico Hard Seltzer is proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage Company. Please drink responsibly. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
3: All righty. Back with you here. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday, one week away from East Carolina Conference Tournament Basketball. We'll be watching the game, whether it is at 1 or 3.30 here. So, you can hang out with us as you watch the Pirates take on either Wichita State, Cincinnati, Tulsa, or USF. Uh, according to Igo's article, those are the potential opponents, Stephen.
8: He said, who knows?
3: USF or Tulsa, best case scenario, could be Wichita State or Cincinnati Correct. in the 8 nine. Those are the
8: four possibilities.
3: Right. So, still some uh, things to be taken care of to wrap up the regular season. Uh, I'm on day two of watching these conference tournaments. So I go. I've been watching a lot of college basketball the last couple of weeks, and I am very excited for the tournament. You probably haven't. Um, I
8: did not know that the Sun Belt tournament was happening. I knew that some smaller tournaments was was happening. Well, were happening, um, but I figured Sunbelt Belt would be with the same realm as the rest of the, the tournaments, aren't they? a bigger conference
3: sunbelt uh has begun big south you got the valleys ohio and missouri getting underway so uh the caa will begin i think this weekend and their championship will probably be monday night so coming up like sunday and monday we're gonna have some championship games those are gonna be uh those are the ones to watch Those are the one
8: yeah i'll usually tune into the smaller league championship games um i just can't get into like little rock south alabama first round sunbelt tournament you just can't
3: feel it you don't you don't have although
8: i do like that the 12 seed is being the five seed yeah like you see that a lot i feel like in these tournaments
3: yesterday uh charleston southern had won one conference tournament game all one conference game all year and they beat the five seed i mean it, it was great so uh those things happen all right so steven i saw this uh last night after trivia I usually do my hoist the color reads during lunch. I'll go to hoist the colors, right. check out the board and
2: excuse me. Can I ask you something real quick?
3: This better be good.
2: Do you know who won trivia last night?
3: <laughs> I
8: got a text from Jonathan Wagner that he was a champion. So I'm guessing you guys' team.
3: What is your official oh, okay. team name? Uh Coneheads. Okay. Yeah. Coneheads, NC dinos, dinos. Yeah, you all like
8: team up and split up like do y'all have a set team or does it depend on how many people show up? It's like a rotating roster kind of. Yeah,
2: we've got a set like three or four that usually show up. Is it's, it like the
8: Premier League where if you fail, you, <laughs> you bump down to relegos? <laughs> yeah, if we,
2: don't, if we don't podium one day, whoever the addition was, he's relegated.
3: Gotcha. Uh, CJ, your team won trivia last night. Congratulations. Thank you. Great game. And it was a, a game where like first and last place was separated by four or five points. Everybody was right there and you guys hung on and won at the end. It
2: was a monumental occasion. I just had to put it out there.
3: All right. That that was a good interruption. I'll give you credit. Pardon the interruption. And I would say that
8: if the teams are truly that close, and that is some great hosting by yourself. Hey, well, you know. Allow each team to succeed, basically.
3: Except I kind of screwed up.
8: Underrated.
3: Thank you, Chandler. That is great use of the chant that we're going to try to get started. And I would like
8: to add that I'm still a two-time defending champion, um, along with Cliff Brock i don't know if you've played since i have not okay. i
2: saw one of your teammates out there a couple of weeks ago without you and ronnie howard oh EC wow he, the big
8: hurt Who whose team was he on he had it another gentleman with him and ah.
3: they struggled without uh wow. you and ronnie that's and Tough. yeah It was a tough look he didn't even let me know he was going
8: that's probably part of the part of the reason i would say so uh
3: trying to get patrick mason out there i told him yeah. that you and ronnie go like once every four months yeah so next time you go out there, make sure you tell yeah, him because we'll he seemed interested. All right. So I do my Hoist the Colors reading at lunch and then before I uh, go to bed. And last night when I got home, I saw that Steve and Igo had put out something on Hoist the Colors that said, who wants to make an appearance on the Hoist the Colors podcast? And you uh, said, going to start a new segment in the coming weeks where we start getting members of Hoist the Colors on for 10 to 15 minutes to introduce themselves, share their usernames, and discuss certain topics. Um, I love this idea. I'd love to know more about the people behind the avatar, behind the username, Uh, because people kind of have like internet personas. Right. Like, I'm going to be the badass, always the colors. I'm going to be the baseball expert. Like, who are they really in their real lives? Because this is not real life. This is... The internet. So uh I go, I love the idea. You got a ton of people who said they want to go on. I nominated Ori, the resident basketball expert, who I saw after I posted that, I saw where you had already personally <laughs> extended an invite to Ori, which is one of the most liked posts of all time, apparently. Forty six up votes, zero down votes.
8: <laughs> and I tagged Ori in it so it notifies his profile
3: uh we want to know the people behind these usernames so uh i love the idea steven when do you think you're going to be able to execute this
8: so i'm hoping if not by next week definitely by the following week just working on some technical things but yeah we're definitely going to start this up and because you know this time of year there's only so much to talk about like we do have spring ball coming up but
3: only all three sports well basketball will be over soon (laughs) doesn't that strong disagree i would say around april 4th or something yeah yeah
8: okay well after basketball wins the national championship <laughs> and uh then maybe we'll start this but just it's not going to compose the whole show but be like something either at the start or the end the 15 minute segment and if the user is willing to give up his real name or at least his first name and kind of his what they do for work kind of like when you guys have the treasure chest and you ask him a bunch of questions but it'll be more in-depth and not as annoying as troy
3: when he does it. (laughs) Sorry, Troy. I think you should have Troy on asking the introductory questions.
8: Um, We could just have, like, a recorded thing of Troy asking. (laughs) Tell us about yourself. What do you do? How long have you been a Pirate fan? So it'll be similar to that, but I also want to get, like, kind of like we talked about off the air earlier, who's your least favorite poster? What's your favorite topic to get in an argument about? What do you like most about the site? What do you dislike most? What do you want to see us do? going forward some of that their favorite pirate memories all that sort of oh, stuff yeah, how it. did you find hoist the colors all that all great that stuff idea stuff. yeah
3: i think it'll be fun i talked to Ryder. i think this was off the air the other day but uh do you hear when packard won a contest last week yeah and yeah. said he wanted to give it to message board legend Ryder giles that was just a shout out to everybody just crushing Ryder for you know struggling at the plate mm-hmm. and so Ryder and i were kind of talking about it and uh he said you know he doesn't read it he's kind of aware of it he knows that people talk about him if he goes oh for five or whatever but uh i told him i my ultimate idea of a great show i don't know how to execute it how to get the funding for it but to somehow have uh this internet persona who just crushes a guy somehow in the same place at the same time with the athlete they always crush right just to see what they would say face to face yeah because it would be totally different it would be can i have an autograph can i get your picture right. uh i would just love i think that would be absolutely hilarious to execute that this is not that but this is at least getting to know the poster in in their real lives a little bit
8: maybe we could orchestrate something similar and get bond john's on with uh terry williams for, right for anybody who followed that back in the day when he went after him after a suspension um yeah on a that's social exactly media. what i'm talking about yeah so it's like and he has said he wants to come on. So I'm very look looking I'm looking forward to meeting Bond Johns. I've extended the personal invitation to Ori. Everybody wants to see that. He's yet to respond. For those who are unaware, he is the ultimate basketball analytical pessimist, is how I would describe him. Yeah. Like he backs up his stuff with numbers and yeah. does a lot of research, but it's just constant negativity. In terms of his arguments and nothing Same to thing Same thing and over and over. over. So I would over. like to talk to him to see like what he sounds like. Doesn't have to show his face. Doesn't have to give his name. I just want to know what he yeah. is like as a person.
3: Could he actually be like AI? Could he be yeah, I mean, like a robot with he, all the numbers and stuff? If
8: he totally ignores all this stuff, I'm going to take him a lot less seriously. Now, yeah. if he comes on the show and like actually shows himself i'll start giving them some more credit interesting
3: all right give them some props uh i love the idea hoist the colors podcast uh we could be hearing some posters on that very very soon all right i go anything on the football front been seeing videos of uh the workouts and things they've been doing that squat day the other day it was a cool video on that so what else is going on
8: yeah just a lot of the workout stuff right now and then we'll eventually Go into spring ball here in a couple weeks. I'm starting to roll out uh preseason or pre spring depth chart projections. I had that the like offense up the other day and a lot of depth, man, a lot of depth, some question marks, of course, at receiver, but I think a lot of those guys will get opportunities as a spring and and still looking for some more additions there going forward. So um ready for spring ball to start in just a couple weeks and we'll have coverage of that.
3: All right. As we let you go, I go yes uh, earlier this week I threw it around the horn. Uh, storylines you're looking forward to. Shirley and I went immediately to wide receiver and what that looks like without Sneed. Is C.J. Johnson in the mix? We'll see. Uh, currently suspended. Chandler went O-line because I ran off the list of names that are returning and then Chandler added that, hey, we've we've made some additions, some guys that can come in and play right away. So what does that O-line look like during spring ball? How about outside of those, I go, kind of some obvious ones there. Give me another position group you're going to keep a close eye on. Or a player. Um, What are you looking forward to? Cornerback
8: across from Malik Fleming, who's going to step up with Jaquan McMillan. Specifically, I'll be watching Juwan Powell. Nolan Johnson
3: also out, right? Yeah, Nolan
8: Johnson gone. uh, Juwan Powell has been moved to corner from Hmm. everything I've gathered, which is what he originally came in as. Uh, Linebacker, can Xavier Smith get back to being kind of the guy he was. How does that position look after Aaron Ramsour and um, Bruce Bivens' departure? Yeah. So looking forward to seeing those two
3: positions a lot. All right. A couple on the defensive side of the ball, which has certainly taken a step forward in two years of Blake Harrell's tutelage. All right, Stephen, enjoy the rest of your week. You like that? <laughs> yeah. That's nicely done. Tutelage. tutelage. yeah, good, good work. Well, uh, we'll see you next week. I'll see you then. Either tuesday and thursday or tuesday and or thursday and or okay yeah all right good deal let's take a time out we'll come back when we return touchdown tony collins joins us here in the pirate radio studios we'll also talk to mully on the pirate radio live line and make you a winner open up the booty bag here on a thursday it's all ahead on pirate radio live we are back with you after this
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week-long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99. Order online today at dominoes.com now let's head back into prl here is Cliff rock
3: all righty back with you here hour three of pirate radio live here on a thursday buccaneer music hall scoreboard update presented by the buck
9: Buck. little
3: rock trying to pull the upset they won three conference games all year and they are trying to win another one here in the sunbelt tournament first round against the five seed and right now little rock has a 66 to 59 lead Over South Alabama. Trying to pull the upset. Touchdown, Tony Collins. In the house, baby. Watching some basketball, some tournament basketball here, Tony. And uh, fun time of the year with March Madness. You got your brackets coming out. uh, Not this weekend, but next weekend. So, uh, fun time, right?
9: Great time to watch basketball, especially college basketball.
3: Yes, sir. And uh, next Thursday, Tony, if East Carolina lands in that seven seed, they'll be playing at this time. So, uh, might be watching some Pirates next week.
9: So where do they hold their uh, tournament at?
3: They are in Texas, at the Texas? Dickies Arena in Fort Worth, Texas. Hey. Yeah, so long ways to go to play some basketball. All right, uh, along with Tony, we're going to talk here in segment number one with Mike Mullis, who joins us. And I'm going to say thank you to both of you gentlemen, Tony Collins and Mike Mullis, for joining me instead of being on the golf course right now. <laughs> and I'm, Mike Mullis might be on the golf course. I went wrong. yesterday. Okay, I knew uh, How about you, Molly? Why are you not golfing right now?
0: Hold on, I'm
3: getting ready to hit my shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Quiet on the tee box, please. Uh, lovely day, lovely day. Good stuff, uh, Mully. Appreciate you joining us today, man. Sure, hey, buddy. You uh, you got the hoops fever yet, or you got another week or so before you get really going? Uh, yeah, I yeah,
0: I probably, probably, probably a week or so, but I there's a I, I, there's so many things going on right now that uh, the hoops kind of thing is, uh, yeah. I, March Madness has not. I've not caught that
3: yet. Well, the coach for Little Rock just did, Tony, because he was <laughs> halfway on the court and just got a technical foul. I thought
9: i know that guy. Didn't he play uh, uh, basketball? All
3: right. Who's that guy? We'll look him up. We'll see uh, who that is. He
9: played
3: in the league. Mully, uh, I'll tell you what's not going on, and, and I hate to start with it, but Major <laughs> League Baseball as uh that since we last talked they have officially canceled the first two series of the regular season Are, already yes so they will not they will not be an opening day they will wow. not be playing on time and now it's just a matter of can they get their stuff figured out so we can be playing in may or whatever but uh just uh continuing to kind of alienate the fans here and and there is a lot going on in the world outside of the fun stuff like sports and for them to be squabbling over that it's uh it's really kind of disgusting
0: yeah, you know, it's uh, it's like watching a good friend die a slow death. Uh, it's been something that's been a huge part of my life, but man, it has changed. And, and uh, you know, and Tony can probably better speak to it from the fact that he played at the highest level of his sport. And we we as 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 kind of common folk uh, <laughs> don't understand the the negotiation that takes place. Where these players feel like their entitlement—maybe in the right word—but what? Their fair share is, especially when you have owners that are saying uh, that they're losing money. But I, but but when we when we look at a day in, day out of any major league sport, uh, the business of they may not turn the immediate profit in that season, but the value of every one of those assets, i.e., the teams. I mean, teams are selling for billions of dollars. So, um, I, you know, I, and again, Tony may be able to better speak to it. I, I don't. To me, it's millionaires arguing with billionaires, and that's the line that keeps, you know, yep. continuing to be used. Uh, it is, it 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 is a game to those of us that consume it from a fan standpoint, uh, but for those guys, it's their livelihood. So, um, I, but it it is, it is disgusting. It's you know, it's 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 uh, uh, I, I don't know. It's baseball's just not in a place with a fan base, in my opinion to be taking time off when they need to be doing everything they can to save the game. Uh, I don't know that uh, McGuire and Sosa are going to come back <laughs> and have the home run you know, numbers that they had to save the game before. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's a sad state of affairs.
3: Tony didn't uh, I think when the Redskins beat the Broncos in that Super Bowl 87 season Doug Williams wasn't that a lockout year I, I went through I went through two oh, really? strikes my 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 second
9: season in the in the league we only played 9 games uh, and so it, and we went on strike and, Yeah, and we felt as players that we got nothing
3: <laughs> yeah, well and Tony at that time you weren't making what these no, guys were we making weren't anyway making anything. but on your rookie contract especially you probably weren't making that much no. so, h- how difficult was that that yeah the stars in the league are okay to sit out but you're probably like hey guys I need to get some yeah, game checks yeah I'm a
9: checks. rookie man you know, I'm, yeah. trying, I'm trying to play So if, 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 and, then, and then that was my second year I think we they, we went on another strike. I think it was eighty seven, right? Yeah, I think it was eighty seven. Remember when they had the scab players? Come right. In?
3: Yes, that's right. Yeah. And we uh, Washington actually had good scabs. So what was that time like for you, Tony? Because there are like, there's a video, there's a thirty for thirty on it where the NFL players are actually taunting the scab players. You know, it, it, like, do you I, remember I, that I,
9: part of yeah, it? Yeah, I I wasn't out there because I, I was. Really in disagreement of the the whole strike, yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, you, you got to go with the flow. But the thing was, after even after we sat out, we still didn't feel like we 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 got what we deserve, you know. But but you know, just just how it is back then, you know, we weren't making no money like they're making now, yeah. But you know, these these guys are making millions and millions of dollars. So I, you know, I'm not too. Concern about their livelihood because if you're making $5 million a year, you can sit out a couple years. That's a great point.
3: <laughs> Molly. If, if these millionaires don't play, that's like, well, alright, we got a little bit in the bank. This is not uh, like it was 30, 40 years ago. No, but here's the other
0: thing with that, Tony, and to your point, if you're making five million bucks a year and it's baseball, so it's a guaranteed contract, hey, right? Or do you not want to
5: play? <laughs>
9: the Incredible, man! You know, like and they're, they're, they they back when I was playing, there's no guaranteed contracts. I don't, even, I don't even know if there are guaranteed contracts right now in the league. I, I guess there are some.
3: You get like your upfront money, yeah. your signing bonus, yeah. and something guaranteed, and yeah. then everything else yeah. is kind of back ended. Yeah, you got to play, yeah, yeah
0: crazy Uh, you know in baseball in baseball you sign a contract you go to spring training you get hurt you get paid
9: right that's not like in football
3: you're (laughs) saying that might take away the desire to play 162 games
0: well see well that's my thing is why i mean why it why why not let's go ahead and get this thing started i you know i don't know it it just it baffles me and it 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 is it's 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 a It's a greed thing. I mean, you know, and I and I get it. I I, I say I get it. I get that it's a business, uh, but at the same time, if it's Mullis Incorporated and I'm guaranteed five mil, my ass is going to work.
3: Yeah. Hey, I'd work for Mullis Incorporated. I like the sound of that. And
9: and no, and no matter what you do as a as a player, I, this is my belief. As as a player, the owners are always going to make all the money. I mean, they're they're gonna make all the money because everybody loves baseball, everybody loves football, everybody loves basketball. They're they're gonna people are gonna go to the games regardless. They're gonna spend thousands and thousands of dollars at their arenas. So I mean, the the owners are always gonna make out fat. So, but you know what,
0: Tony? Too on, on that note, the, the money that in, in you know most of these sports now. The money's made almost regardless of whether they put one rear end in the stands because it's the TV. TV.
5: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you think you think the NFL lost money
9: last year with, 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 when people weren't coming to the games? They didn't lose any money. They still got the TV contracts. They still got a whole bunch of stuff, man. They didn't lose any money. You, if
0: you could, if, if they would sit down and be really honest, they may say, "Listen, we would rather have uh, twenty five thousand, you know, capacity stadiums uh, and have less staff." have less oh, yeah.
5: and collected TV deals.
3: That's probably true. That's a good point. Mike Mullis joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live line. Mully, two straight wins for the Pirate Baseball team knocking off North Carolina Sunday, Duke on Tuesday. Cliff Godwin said it was the best power performance of the year thus far. Still a small sample size. A lot of baseball to go. But good to see that. And, and Mully, really good to see that midweek pitching for East Carolina. They throw four pitchers in that game and uh, Logish and grows looking really good in their extended innings. And uh, Williger, who I think is going to be a good one for ECU, gave up the, the only runs of the game on a home run. But man, uh, they look really good on the mound on Tuesday. And I would say overall that the pitching has been a positive for this team in twenty
0: twenty two well i don't i don't think you have to be you know uh, Joe Torrey to figure that out they, they,
3: well I am Joe Torrey, Molly, so just <laughs> go on with your point
0: uh, so they, they, they have uh, they have pitched the ball well i think they've probably i think they'd probably like to have a little better outings out of their Friday night Guide. yeah they, that, that that'll be you don't have
3: to be Joe Tory to figure that out Molly. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, I'm trying to restate the obvious, but um, you know, I, 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 look, I thought in the Duke game the at bats. To me, the at bats were far more quality. They were more um, tough, as Cliff has said. Uh, you know, looking for tough at bats, they were they were far tougher than what we've seen in the past. Uh, you know, a few games. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a sign of life uh, and, and something for them to build on. Uh, it, it, it'll be. You know, look, back to back wins over ACC opponents is great for in state recruiting. Uh, I don't think uh, Duke is where they want to be. As a matter of fact, going into that game, my concern with Duke and East Carolina both falling out of the top 25, you had two teams that were very similar. Uh, and sometimes that can become interesting where you see, you know, guys kind of play down a little bit. You know, it's, it's, I always like to play the team that I wasn't supposed to beat. I wanted to kind of that underdog role. So, I think the Pirates went out, and did what you know, did what they were supposed to do against a uh, Duke team that's still kind of trying to figure it out.
3: Molly, well, yeah, I'm going to state more of the obvious here. Put the ball in play; good things can happen. North Carolina kicked it around three times Sunday night. ECU jumped out to a lead and didn't have a hit because North Carolina had four errors. They were walking guys; they were throwing it around. So uh, you can take advantage of some uh, some ugly baseball if you're playing clean and the opponent. Uh, doesn't have their best, and, and we've kind of seen that the last two games along with with ECU's good play.
0: Yeah, I, I was that was the Carolina's defense, and it was kind of funny. I was joking. I said, well, you know, maybe by pushing that game back to, uh, what was it, 6 o'clock start time on Sunday, yeah. they were hoping to kind of run the four corners against a team uh, that invented the four corners in basketball and maybe lull the Star Heels to sleep a little bit, and it kind of looks like that might have been the case. They definitely – I mean, I you know I, I don't know the last time I saw a Carolina team or really any good college baseball team uh, have those types of errors kind of back to back, you know. So, uh, but yeah, you, you got to take advantage of those opportunities, and that's exactly what the Pirates did. So I, um, again, that just we'll see what happens tomorrow at four thirty with uh, Indiana State, and you know, I, you know it should be a great weekend for baseball.
3: Uh, with the LeClaire Classic is always a good time.
9: Yeah, the Keith Leclerc yeah, Classic you know, I, this weekend, I, Tony. I, I was down in uh Louisiana when, when the season started when we played Brian College and I was I, I was down with my uh my son in law. He's a big LSU baseball fan. Okay. So, you know, they had a, a, a easy team. I forget who, who they played and they swept him. I said, Well we're gonna sweep our guys too <laughs> 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 It's Brian College, man. We're gonna we're gonna kill Brian College. <laughs> Well, like, Tony. What happened?
3: <laughs> it didn't quite work out that way. Hey, that's long in the rear view yeah, now. We're moving yeah. forward.
9: Be- beating, beating North Carolina and Duke, that's pretty good. That's so we're, on, we're on the road again.
3: And Indiana State, Maryland, Michigan, the opponents this weekend. So some big names coming in, some really good postseason uh, teams that are used to playing postseason baseball coming in. Uh, Mully, uh, we'll see you out there this weekend. What else you got going on, man? All right, look, I got to bring this
0: up. And I, I, again, Tony's opinion would be fun. You guys see the uh, PGA the the PIP money? Do you see how that shook out?
3: You know, I heard something on the radio about that on the way home from trivia last night. So, and and here's what I, all I know about it. They said something to the effect of Phil Mickelson thanked people for winning the PIP, and then Tiger Woods said something like "Not so fast." That that's the only thing I've heard about it, Molly. So explain it to me, like I'm five. Well,
0: so that 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 is a uh, basically a player the player impact program. So they they award this money to the person that I, I guess the, 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 the trackable metrics is what maybe numbers are mentioned on social media or, you know, it's supposed to be the person, the player that brings the most attention to the PGA. And uh, so, yeah, Phil Mickelson was kind of pounding his chest. And, of course, you know, he's had some issues as of late that have certainly brought attention to the
5: PGA. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe, not
0: the, the, maybe not the intended type of attention. Uh, but yet, Tiger Woods, without hitting a shot on the PGA Tour, uh, won eight million bucks.
3: And wow. the 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 show I was listening to said, "Why are we giving Phil Nicholson and Tiger Woods more money? Like, <laughs> aren't they good? Can we can we figure out another way to work this thing out? You know, uh, yeah." Uh,
5: that's well, crazy.
0: I think, look, I think there's an incentive there for the pirate nation that maybe we should just inundate social media with Harold. Yeah. related tweets and uh, figure out what those metrics are and uh, flood them with attention. And let's see if we can't uh, maybe get Harold a little HV3 cash. Maybe that'll be something (laughs) he
5: maybe
0: maybe donates a little bit back to the program or something. And look, I do think, and I haven't seen this, excuse me, but I do think Tiger is missing a unique opportunity because this is clearly $8 million of pennies from heaven it would behoove him to turn around and make a charitable donation to somebody in that amount to kind of maybe take the edge off that sword.
3: Yeah, I could definitely see something like that happening. Uh, Mully, good stuff, man. Anything else?
0: Oh, no, buddy. No, just uh, looking forward to uh, a little baseball this weekend.
3: Yes, sir. We'll see you out at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Appreciate you joining us today, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
9: Take care, man. Good to talk to you. All
3: right, Mully. There's Mike Mullis joining us. All right, Tony. Good eye on the coach. Now, where do you think you know the Little Rock coach from?
9: Played in the NBA. I can't. I just can't think of his name. I know his face, but I can't think of wow. his name. Played for, right. play for the uh, the Washington Bullets.
3: I'm impressed, Tony, because I always do this stuff. I But this guy was before my time uh the player you're the coach you're talking about is daryl walker that's it drafted by the knicks played for the bullets from 88 to 91 yep i remember them playing the bullets i went to school at arkansas he was a razorback but yeah you uh you remember (laughs) daryl daryl walker thought he was playing. not a
9: famous guy he's not not a famous guy but i just he was a good player
3: and he thought he was playing in this game because he was <laughs> literally like in the paint, yeah, yelling at a ref. Surprised you might get uh, ejected. He's fired up because his team is about to pull uh, an upset and advance into the Sun Belt uh, second round if they can hold off South Alabama. Right now, seventy three seventy is the score. Twenty two seconds left to go uh, on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Buck. There you go, Chandler. You da even- yeah, well done. <laughs> All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. Uh, a couple things going on i want to talk to tony about east carolina doing their they're doing everything at practice they can do without a football earlier this week we saw them doing squats Mm -hmm. so we'll talk about this part of the football calendar also the combine is this week uh what was it like when tony was coming out of east carolina trying to get eyeballs and attention on them from scouts we'll talk about that too and more also make you a winner coming up next on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you on a Thursday after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Brown & Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com. Or visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership, and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
3: Oh what, what
6: is South Alabama doing?
3: Not they, winning. What are they it, it
6: doing? T- it took them
2: 40 seconds to take the shot. What are they doing?
3: Oh my God.
2: They just waited until two seconds. <clears throat>
3: Hey, shout out to Daryl Walker and Little Rock. Oh
2: my God. Are you kidding me?
3: A bad year for uh for Little Rock, but it Listen. doesn't matter now.
2: Listen, Jeff. It's a good team.
3: That's a good league and a good team. You're right, Cy. Si. Little Rock knocks off South Alabama. That is the second 12-5 tournament upset we've already seen, Chandler. Wow. And there's only been two days of tournament play. This is march it is march <laughs> and the madness is upon us so there you go What well, we got daryl and uh the coach talking about there are they disagree and agree I, I,
9: I think i think they're all right everything cool i don't think no punch is gonna be thrown here oh. comes
3: the jawan howard <laughs> <laughs> and jawan howard's on the court brandon
5: Suggs is out there oh, God. oh no all right well,
3: everybody's cool good stuff tony all right well, let's talk a little uh football you got the nfl combine going on this week in Indianapolis and now all this is like televised and we get to see the guys in their underwear and getting <laughs> measured everywhere Tony yeah. so how about when you're coming out of East Carolina and uh, you were a draft pick so so people knew who you were what, what was this a thing when you came out at ECU Wasn't absolutely there yeah
9: absolutely we had it in, in uh in Indianapolis and uh, guess who my roommate was who's that Howie Long Oh really? Wow! Howie long was my roommate at the combine? Hall of Fame roommate. Your roommate roommate
2: is a lot uh, familiar to people than Bryce Bryce Williams. Williams.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Bryce was on yesterday. He had a receiver from Arkansas, and all he remembered about him, he couldn't even remember his name. He said, "Man, (laughs) he was the loudest snorer I've ever roomed with." Howie Long, Howie Long, had the same cool. uh, same haircut probably yeah, back then uh, and everything. It, yeah,
9: he was he. he what did he played Villanova? I think it was because they 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 don't have football anymore. I don't think. I maybe, think you're right. Maybe they do have it now, but after he left, they stopped having football. I think whatever, they have FCS now. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, man, it was it was pretty cool. I did you know coming coming out you know. Not too many people knew who I was, but I did really good at the combine. I ran a good forty time and vertical, and, and I called all my passes. and, and uh, That was one of the reasons I, I, I think I got drafted so high.
3: What uh, What do you remember about the the other stuff? Like the we're going to measure your hands, your arm. Did they do all that stuff? To Absolutely, you too? Yep. yeah. They
9: did. They did everything. They you know they 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 set you down, talk to you a little bit, interview, just see what kind of smarts your head about the game
3: <laughs> oh yeah the wonder league test yeah, did
9: you have yeah. to do that, yep. mess? Out,
3: that that was out there then sure was now the because i just chuckle when i see it but i guess when things are so razor thin you have to separate one quarterback from the other but like the talk this week is kenny pickett has small hands the uh the quarterback <laughs> what is it eight and eight and a half yeah, yeah uh compared to other qbs i was listening to a show today they said the last quarterback to have success in the nfl with hands as small as kenny pickett was michael vick and of course he had a lot of other things uh good about him uh other than just throwing a football i don't think so i don't think so although he is famous for that fake slide remember that in the acc championship but uh but Tony that's what these teams I don't know how big of a deal that stuff is to these scouts and everything but that's what gets talked about these little minuscule things about a player it, it,
9: it is man I, I'm pretty sure it's it's to a whole another level than when when I was playing yeah. but uh but they they go through everything, man. They 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 uh as far as your your agility. I mean, that's one of the biggest things. Most people think as a lineman, you want to be big and strong and uh. Bullop, but they look at these linemen. How quick can they move from from left to right? You know, that's that that's a big big plus. Right. as a defensive lineman.
3: Uh, how about Tony? As far as you, you say, you had a good week. How many days were you there? Do you remember? Three days. All right how many eyeballs were on you and how many who did you talk to like how many nfl teams did you actually talk to? The, the
9: the the team that had most interest in me was the washington redskins damn i, I thought i was going to get drafted by the washington redskins they man. my agent had to, had talked to me said man the washington they said they're going to get you probably in the fourth or the fifth round i was like cool
3: all right <laughs> sign me up let's go <laughs> <laughs> who was that? Probably George Allen at the time. Maybe who was uh, it? I wonder who was coaching. I there. can't remember. I
9: can't remember. I think I don't think it was George Allen. It was the the guy with the race cars. Was it Gibbs then? I, Joe I, Gibbs. I think, I think Gibbs was there. I'm, okay, I'm,
3: I'm not sure. Uh, I might have been there, That's interesting. So sure. did you talk to the I, Patriots actually, at all? They
9: actually flew the the Redskins flew me out i went to the the, the 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 everything and they they tied me there and they did a whole bunch of stuff there and so i i just figured i was gonna go to the redskins
3: joe gibbs what you this uh he started in 81 it was it was it was uh my f- was it was 81 okay yeah the coach before that uh was jack pardee yeah haven't you been on the show i think we've talked to his son while you were here maybe ted I Pardee. i can't remember is the uh announcer for the houston cougars now his son uh, but Jack Party was there George Allen left in 77 okay. so Joe Gibbs well I wish I could say Tony that mistake cost the Redskins everything <laughs> but I think they won uh, they three Super Bowls, Bowls like, <laughs> after that So yeah they did okay <laughs> uh, yeah they did alright eventually they got uh, I guess one of your ECU teammates on the roster to win a Super Bowl Ernest Biner yep, about 10 Ernest, years later yep,
9: so Ernest
3: so the Redskins brought you in you thought you were going there how much contact did you have with the uh, Patriots that all none at all
9: I, I, actually I, did, I had no idea where New England what? I, I didn't know
3: You look on a map And there, you didn't I, see A
9: state I called they New said England New England I was like Where the hell Is New England at You just show up <laughs> In the northeast somewhere Wait you're a New York guy Right Yeah but still <laughs> I, I I would understand if they were the Boston Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to Boston. Look, that's Tony, like New this, England Patriots. I don't know where the hell I'm going. I just don't know I'm going north.
3: Get a cab, go to head north, <laughs> and you can't miss us. We'll be, you'll see us. You'll find us. It was funny, man. Uh, that's interesting. So how about uh, no contact with them at all? None. Now we see everything televised for the draft, too. You see there's a family in the room or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The phone call. Is yeah. that you got a call from them and I, that was I, it?
9: Yeah, I, I was watching the draft on my uh, 12-inch black and white TV. In, in my dorm room.
3: Wow. Was it the ESPN then, I guess? Yeah, they had
9: yeah. ESPN. I was watching it and it was, it was pretty cool, man. Because, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the fourth or the fifth round to come around. And the second round comes in and New England Patriot has the pick. And the the camera zooms into the to the to the to the two guys sitting at the uh, at the chair at the desk right there and uh the guy writes down the name Anthony Collins and I'm going I'm going is there nothing Anthony Collins in this draft
5: <laughs>
3: as soon as i said that man i got the call that's awesome yeah it was that was pretty cool yeah the the fact that there was no kind of forewarning of that at all No, uh, none at all and uh and made you the pick so there you go so uh combine going on now also uh, we'll be out at Pro Day. I love uh, Pro Day out at ECU when their seniors get out and we have scouts here. That they have that back absolutely, there too? Yep. yeah, yep. And uh, that's when you can get your best times in because you're on your own <laughs> turf <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you got your uh, your strength coach with the stopwatch and everything, getting those numbers right. But. Uh, I don't know, that, ECU right now going to be uh, going through that. As of this time, Tony, with the players still on the roster, we saw some videos, I'll pull it up earlier this week, saw them doing squats, kind of like a, a real bonding, team mm-hmm. bonding type thing where everybody's, hollering and and hyping up everybody uh in the weight room that is that's the kind of calendar year uh or the part of the calendar they're on right yeah now. it's
9: a pretty cool time because you know you as a freshman and you are or a sophomore or a junior you got these guys that are seniors trying to make it to the league and you're, you're really pumping them up man and, and you know you want it you want to see them do well uh when the pro pro scouts come in and so it's, it's an exciting time for the fellas too you know
3: uh, spring football on the horizon. Bryce said that that this time with everything they're doing without a football, whether it be like playing tug of war with a tire or mm-hmm. you know kind of doing some old school training, he said this might be the toughest part uh, of the calendar. He said spring ball was kind of a cakewalk. Spring ball
9: is is easy. February is is what we call winter workouts, and the winter workouts, man, I hated Winter workouts because you're just doing so much. You're getting you're getting and. You know, you, you have that little break after the season is over, and maybe by the month, uh, maybe not even a month. But after that, then you hit in the winter. I mean, you're just doing so many. You're waking up at five o'clock in the morning. That's the that's the part I didn't like about it, because you got to work out before you go to classes.
3: yeah uh, here's the video, Tony. Do you remember? And didn't y'all used to work out like in a warehouse or whatever? Yeah, no. we were in the warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> How are you on the weight side of things? Could you put up some weights?
9: Yeah, I, I did pretty good, man. I, I, I actually, uh, one of my biggest things is I, I squatted six hundred fifty pounds, so Damn. that was that was one of my one of my one of my heights. Bryce
3: was counting the uh, the bars on here on the side, and we think we had one in the high five nineties, but I don't remember seeing the six. There was a shot of the uh, let me see if I can get that whiteboard again, where they had some numbers up there, but uh, six what? did You say? Six ninety five. Was that like the team
9: as a, I, as as a running back? We had a guy on our on our, uh, on our team. I don't know if you remember Terry Long. Yeah, sure. Terry Long squatted nine hundred fifty eight pounds. <laughs> Holy crap! Nine hundred sixty eight pounds, I think it was. I Jesus. mean, he was a he was a monster, man. Terry Long was a, a, a absolute beast.
3: Well, here's some numbers they've written down, Tony, that they flashed across the screen: six thirty five uh, and six twenty five. Yeah. You got them? Yeah, <laughs> You can get them right now. <laughs> No, I can't. Not right now. <laughs> Tony Collins joining us in the Power Radio studios. Excited uh, for some spring football, Tony. A lot of questions to be answered. Is C.J. Johnson suspended from the team? Will he be there? Have we well, heard anything of what's going to
9: happen? I mean, it's not definitely. I mean... I mean,
3: It's one of those deals where he's got to work his way back, it sounds like. So he's got some some work to do. So I don't does
9: know. anybody know what happened? Uh, no, no, no? Not,
3: not officially. Well, there was... Well, there's been some pictures out there, uh, like security pictures from where he lives of him in a group, and it looked like there was a, a substance being... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So like, <laughs> But nobody knows officially okay. uh, exactly what the transgression was. But hopefully uh, he can get back because you're without Tyler Snead. Like all of a sudden, your you're big one-two there yeah, could he's be a, gone.
9: He's, he's going to be a big part of the offense of... Uh, Coming next year, man. I hope everything works out that he can get back on the football field. So because uh, I mean, he's he's a baller.
3: Yeah, and we've seen when he's doing his thing. I mean, he is a major weapon for this football team and a guy that has an NFL body. Absolutely.
9: I mean, I, I look at this kid, man. I mean, if he if he can get through this year and get drafted, I, I mean, I, I just think he can really do just as well as any uh, any of our, our 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 top receivers coming out of East Carolina. I'm talking about Hardy and as and far Hall. as like in the NFL, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah When yeah, you
3: absolutely. think about
2: his potential, just go back a few years ago against Cincinnati here yeah. at home. I mean, he just went absolutely yeah. off. Him and Holt Naylor's I'm, against I'm, a
3: corner I'm, that's like Sauce Gardner. Yeah, it's gonna get. I'm gonna post. tell you,
9: he doesn't get the ball enough. To me, now this just I'm just my opinion. I, I I know he got he has to get open, but to right. me. He, that he needs to get that ball in his hands as much as possible.
3: Didn't we talk about that too with Donnie Kirkpatrick? I feel like that, and Donnie says, "Yeah, we got to find more ways to to get him the football." It sounds like that it's something they want to do for whatever. I mean, Tyler he's, Sneed he's, was always yeah, open. He's got to yeah. get more. Got, but you he have a guy. He like has Tyler to get Sneed.
9: more. Th- I mean, but that's the great thing about Tyler Sneed him and him at the same time. If, if, if you throw to, to Tyler Sneed uh, enough. They're gonna start double teaming him. Yeah, the, fo- the, the focus yeah. will go right. to Tyler Snead, right.
2: and then uh, that opens up opportunities uh, so for you, CJ
9: yeah, Johnson. I just didn't, I didn't understand why he wasn't targeted uh, uh, enough last year. To me, that's just my opinion. So,
3: without an impact receiver, I think we're gonna see once again the tight ends take another step forward. But Ryan Jones and Shane Calhoun, they had good years last year. But also, Tony, I'd love to see. And we saw it last year, but. Keaton Mitchell and Rajay Harris catching the ball out of the backfield. I think that can be a huge part and of this offense. That that's
9: that's going to be the, I think the one two punch uh, for next year. I mean, you you have to get the ball in Mitchell's hands at least. He needs at least seventeen touches a game. Yeah, at least it be running, catching. catching yeah, yeah, at least something. seventeen touches a game. And with
2: or without C.J. Johnson, I want to see more Josiah Hatfield because that's somebody that can get down the field and make big mm-hmm. plays. And I, I want to see some more aggressiveness with him in the in the playbook.
3: Hopefully, he takes over maybe the the Snead role from last year and uh, and gets a lot of touches for this team. Looking forward to some spring football. Coming up here uh, shortly. All right, Shirley Rhodes, let's open up the booty bag. What are we giving away on this Thursday?
8: Booty, 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 booty everywhere! Booty, 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 booty,
6: booty, booty everywhere! How about a $15 gift card to Familia?
3: Love Familia. By the way, the pizza of the week at Familia for just 12 bucks you can get a large buffalo chicken.
2: Oh, I was going to guess that My nice. favorite
3: pizza. It is
2: the best man. And large
3: I a, $12. I love
2: a good buffalo chicken pizza and Familia has a great one on if, their hand.
3: If you're buying it solo, that probably that's tonight. Definitely lunch tomorrow and maybe even some for tomorrow night. I just heard
2: the commercial a while ago they have a drive through now?
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got the drive through, you can pick it right up and go all right familiar on the line Shirley. what caller are we looking for caller 12 caller 12 317 1250 you can be a winner we're back with more after this
6: Welcome back. Congratulations to Bobby Swords of uh, Winterville who picked up a $15 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food. They have just launched a new menu, by the way, featuring new pieces like the Sweet and Spicy, the Southwest Chicken, and more. Stop in Familia on Wednesdays for half-price wine and all drafts every Thursday are only 2 bucks. Familias on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock.
3: Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley, can you pull up the uh, Vince McMahon audio? So
6: yeah, give me just one second. Pull here. it off
3: the tweeter. Earlier today, Vince McMahon, uh, WWE CEO Chairman, was on with Pat McAfee. And uh, East Carolina got a little shout out. So, Uh-oh. anytime we can get Vince talking about ECU, we're going <coughs> to highlight that as much as we can. So, uh,
6: all right, I
1: got it.
3: A short clip here, but Shirley hit that uh, from earlier today. Vince McMahon on with Pat McAfee. Gotcha. Yeah, you.
1: East Carolina, right? Harvard of South. Yeah, that's Hey, yeah, right. I went to the Harvard of right?
4: West Virginia, West Virginia University. I did not graduate, did you? I
1: graduated. What was the major? Business administration.
4: Gotcha. Yeah, you.
1: East Carolina. Harvard of, yeah. Harvard, Harvard of the South,
3: Harvard of the South, business <laughs> administration, business,
5: business.
3: business they starting to talk like Bill Belichick a little bit, like yeah, a little bit. I went right. to Harvard, Tony. You talked about your struggles sometimes <laughs> with school. No wonder it was so tough. You're taking Ivy I know, League. Right, you went yeah, Harvard I know, of the South. Yeah, tell people you went to Harvard of the South, Tony. If I would have went to class more, I would have been okay. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's not for <laughs> running backs like you, pro bowlers. That's for people like me <laughs> that talk about people like you. And I'm
2: surprised that Vince didn't bring up the fact that he gave, out, he gave a shout-out to East Carolina University when West Virginia came and got their ass whooped by the Pirates. Mm. When Pat McAfee was the kicker for the Mountaineers.
3: Vince McMahon has zero idea of anything you just said. I was about
2: to say, I wonder if he even knows that Pat McAfee was on that.
3: That was the classic. uh, Vince McMahon, ESPN, got him to do a read on a promo, and he he said, "Go." Pirates go. I'm the most handsome alum from East Carolina University. Oh, that's what he said. Yep. And he said, Go, <laughs> Pirates, go. We probably can pull that up somewhere. And they did knock off West Virginia that day. I didn't realize, uh, Chandler, that Pat McAfee was on that team, but good call. He was the kicker. Also, the quarterback that day was Pat White, who will be returning to Greenville as an assistant coach for Campbell.
2: Quarterback's coach.
3: Yeah, the QB coach uh for Campbell. So. And
2: number one recruiting class in FCS football.
3: Yeah, Tony. So Campbell and Jackson State, where Dion is, mm-hmm. had the top two recruiting classes for FCS schools, and they were higher ranked than a lot of FBS schools. And uh Campbell will be coming here. Pat White an assistant coach. Campbell's head coach is former Panther safety Mike minner Okay. Remember him playing? So yep, yep. uh they got some uh, pretty famous names they'll be bringing here from Bowie's Creek. Uh, before I forget, Tony, I meant to... D- My
5: friend used to pay $100. Oh, and-
3: uh, really? <laughs> Interesting.
6: <laughs> Sorry. I didn't re- I didn't realize the
3: pot was what up. What was your friend paying for? I want to know more now. <laughs> Me too. It no. was an ad to the <laughs> video. It, of, it was an uh, ad to uh, the video. Vince McMahon's promo. Oh, you got the promo? Yeah. yeah we. Roll. Pirates go. Oh, Whoa! Well, well, so, hold on! Hold on! Hold on!
6: Hold on! Content junkie. Oh my comes god! Over, CJ, says. is
3: that where we are now? Where you get credit for finding a video? You know, we'll
7: get into that. later.
3: And I didn't get—I <laughs> didn't initially give him credit, and he's pointing at himself like this. Oh, I didn't see that. Well, yes.
6: and the thing was, is that the pot was still open know, from the other video, and I
3: just—I I did. CJ. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? Take tomorrow off. You deserve it for finding a video on YouTube. That's funny. All right. Okay. So can I play this now? Yes.
0: Okay. This is Vince McMahon from World Wrestling Entertainment. I'm a proud member of East Carolina Class of '69, and I'm still the richest and best-looking man to ever graduate from ECU. today the pirates <laughs> gonna lay the smack down on pat white and the mountaineers will go down for the count go pirates go go pirates go
3: sorry not most handsome best looking tony do you oh, yeah. uh,
9: but certainly yeah. the wealthiest yeah probably that's yeah. probably true about yeah, that he's one. Wrong on, on top of that
3: uh so there's vince uh doing that that was in 2008. eight eight thank you that was the week after East Carolina beat Virginia Tech. No flags. In Charlotte. That's right. Great time. I meant to read this uh, when Mully was on, but Tony, you're a golf guy too. I had this at trivia last night. This is uh, my brain can't really put all the dots together to figure this out. But so Gary Player holds the record for most masters played. Mm -hmm. Uh, In his first masters, he played in the same field with Fred McLeod who was born in 1882. 1882. Get out of here. And in the last field he played in, last Masters, he was in the same field as Ryo Ishikawa, who was born in 1991. Wow. How many Masters did he play in? That was the trivia question from last night. How close were y'all? We need a calculator.
9: (laughs) We went went with
2: 57. uh, Team 100% went with 57. And we were
3: five over. He 52 played, Masters. He played tonal. 52
9: what, Masters. What, 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 how, how, how young was he when, when, when his first Masters? Great question.
3: I'm going to pull up his info. 52
9: Masters. That's a lot that of Masters. That is a lot.
3: And he won. Let's see. How many did he win? He won the Masters three times. 61, 74, and 78. And uh, he was playing on the tour, I believe, in the, the late 50s maybe. Um, so, yeah, he was, uh, and I guess played in as recently as, uh, you know, 10, 15 Did years ago. Is he still
9: living?
3: Uh, Gary Player he is, is 86 living, right? years old and still alive. Uh, he still he plays in the Gary. par
2: three. Um, he, he still tees off at the Masters. Oh, yeah, opening remember, Yeah, him
9: and uh, what, Jack. Jack uh, Nicklaus.
5: Yeah, yeah.
3: It's crazy to think that those guys still swing in a golf club, that he played against a guy that was born in 1882. <laughs> that, I mean, that is... <laughs> my brain can't handle yeah, it yeah that's kind of crazy there's your uh your sports trivia nugget for the day gary player uh 52 masters played all right touchdown tony collins here uh tony we got pirate baseball this weekend pirate hoops uh We'll wrap up the regular season. Uh, what are you following right now in sports? Uh, you're a LeBron Lakers fan, right? Yeah, they
9: stink. They're, they're terrible, man. I'm just, just um, I'm actually I stopped watching basketball for the NBA basketball. Anyway, I'm I'm getting ready. I'm focusing in right now on the, on the tournament. So that's you are
3: going to be in our bracket challenge, right? Oh, absolutely. You, who's going to win it this year?
9: Uh, kind of tough to that's see. a great question yeah, it is It's kind of tough i you know i think i think duke has a chance i mean i they 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 got a good ball club the carolina's got a good ball team too but you know i don't know if they can go that far but we'll see
3: i mean you've got at the top right now gonzaga baylor has a great record but they are without i think two players now so it's going to be unlikely that they repeat as champions but this thing is wide open. You could take any of the... Last week, Tony, last Saturday, the teams ranked one through six all lost on the same day. <laughs> wow. And you had seven top ten teams lose in one day. First time it's yeah. ever happened. So that kind of tells you uh, the kind of parity there is across college basketball this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, I mean, your top five right now, Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, Duke, uh, looking at uh, potentially being your one seeds. But, I mean, it, it's so wide open now. I I had Gonzaga last year. I was kind of – I don't know if I'm going to go back to that well. I really thought they were going to take care of business and finally do it last year, but they ran into a red-hot Baylor team and didn't get it done. But I'm looking forward to it. Conference yeah, it's going to be fun underway. to watch
9: because you really don't know who's going uh, yeah.
3: to take the, take the lead on it. So. Really good stuff. Uh, looking forward to that. Let's get our, uh, our final timeout in. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up on a Thursday here with Touchdown Tony Collins and I have more for you here on Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report for today. The Dow slipped 96 points and closed at 33,794. The NASDAQ fell 240 14 points at 13,537. S&P was down 23 at 4,363. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All
3: right, wrapping it up here on a Thursday with touchdown, Tony Collins. Tony, are going to try to catch any baseball this weekend?
9: Yes, I am. I'm going to try. Probably on uh, Sunday. Uh, All right. They play Sunday,
3: right? 3.30 start time on yeah, Sunday. Because on Saturday, see, I, I got to be...
9: You ever heard of this place called Village Market?
3: Where is that? It's uh, like you're
9: going to Kenston. Okay. They're having their their, their one-year anniversary uh coming up uh this this weekend so i'm gonna go out there and help them celebrate their one-year anniversary at the village market
2: i hope you ever already asked tony but how did your uh, book signing go and your uh the doggy
3: treat it
9: did well it went well what really good yeah at, at at uh at naughty dogs right That's yes. what yeah it went really well over there yeah awesome. had a lot of fun yep.
3: the village so what is the village market
9: it's called the village market uh you yeah, go on my facebook page you can see uh
3: the address and everything okay i'm checking it out yeah all right are y'all selling your uh your dog treats you're gonna there? be
9: selling the doggy treats uh the whole works so i'm gonna be out there with the books it's 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 actually 50, 5036 Wernerville parkway like you're going to kinston okay. on the, the right hand side
3: all right good deal home of the big dog check out uh tony collins there coming up <laughs> on saturday pirates got indiana state friday michigan saturday and then a Maryland. What coming time's up. the game on Friday? It's four thirty, four thirty, three thirty. So you go on the game on Friday? I'll be here. Oh, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. uh, you gotta work. Yeah, you gotta
9: work. Man, that sucks.
3: I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. Okay. In fact, I'll be there all dang day because I'm doing PA for both games Saturday and both games Sunday. Okay, all about, my weekend is shot. It's all about the <laughs> grind, Cliff Brock. It's all
2: about the grind.
3: I'm going to be grinding, and by that I just mean sitting in a chair and talking. But
2: okay, good because I don't want you to pull an Urban Meyer.
3: I will not be physically grinding. Can you
9: drink while you while
3: you're uh, grinding? he doesn't uh well let's say you could
9: yeah but you you, you don't you i won't. don't yeah, yeah but you
3: could it'd be pretty easy actually tony because they have canned sodas up there if yeah. i took me a solo cup yeah do that airplane i mean i could <laughs> but i don't and tony i actually have not had a drink since last july fantastic believe it or not and guess what what
9: i, I haven't had a drink since uh February. I just started mine.
3: Oh, okay. I was gonna say, so <laughs> since Monday? <laughs> Congratulations, Tony. February February twelfth is when okay. I started mine. Alright. So, so how long are you going?
9: I'm gonna go as, as long as I as long as I can. I gotta I gotta lose some weight.
3: Man, drinking I drinking that
9: beer it, it makes you lose weight.
3: Uh, I I'm like addicted to Pepsi now, unfortunately. I gotta get off the dang so Pepsi's not good either. Nah, it's not. It's like just as bad. <laughs> All right. well uh, we oh, wrapped it up on a sour note there. <laughs> Tony, always appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Well, uh, go check him out Saturday at the Village Market. Yeah. Maybe, right.
9: I, maybe I can get a ticket to come to the game on Sunday from uh, from uh, Troy.
3: Yeah. yeah. Hit him up. Yeah, I'm going to hit him up. Hit him up. Might get you a popcorn, too, if you're lucky. <laughs> All right. Shirley Chandler's Content Junkie. We'll see you guys Friday,
1: 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody.